Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Former Washington Capitals coach Bruce Boudreaux has been fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. The team announced the change Sunday, less than a week after President of Hockey Operations Jim Rutherford said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Rick Tukid was hired as replacement. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Bruce Boudreaux has been fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. The team announced the change Sunday, less than a week after President of Hockey Operations Jim Rutherford said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Rick Tukid was hired as Bodro's replacement. <laughs> you know, I for the f- last time, anything you put on the teleprompter, Ron will read. <laughs> I feel so bad. Normally, they they give you the script in full scat paper too, so you can look at look it over beforehand. Because I've done those news caps, and um, and if there's a name that they're pretty sure you won't know how to say, they'll uh, phonetically spell it. Yeah, that's what a good like a good script will have. And and so I, feel, I, I do feel bad for it. Canucks, like Tukit's worse. Tukit's so bad. Tukit's I didn't even notice it the close. first time we listened to it. No. Oh my God. And Bodro. Bodro. <laughs> yeah. Just, I feel, I feel bad for her because that had to have been the first time she read that ever on air, live yeah, on yeah. air. That's Okay. There's a lot of safety nets in place so that this doesn't happen, and they all were they all got felt. No what I assume no one in that newsroom is a hockey fan. I, uh, I yeah. guess not. Or, you or, or you're a, you're a fan of like the Capitals, right? But like, remember in America, it's like the eighth ranked sport. Mm-hmm. But and and Bruce Bru- Bruce Boudreaux hasn't been there for what eight eight nine years. Yeah, yeah. but Braden Halt Boo went to <laughs> from the Capitals to the Canucks. They should know that <laughs> Capitals legend Braden Halt Boo. <laughs> it was it's a very funny clip. Uh, that is, I, I have to say, courtesy of Fox Five DC. Yeah. Um, I have to say that. <laughs> Those bloopers are so funny. They're the best. They're so good. Oh. Because you hear the epic battle between professionalism and God, oh, fucking this. I hate this. I remember. They know they're fucking up in real time and there's nothing they can do about it. I remember I had to do one at BT because I was filling in for the lead host. And I was doing all the new stuff too. Like I knew sports mm-hmm. and I knew entertainment. That's what I was there for. But they're like, no, you're doing hardcore news today. I was like, uh. And uh, the NDP had just elected a new leader who is now the, I believe, the mayor of Hamilton, Andrea Horvath. Uh, Horvath. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But, but her name is spelled Horath. Horth. So I was like, Andrea Horth. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. So somewhere there is that That exists. Oh, that wasn't even probably the worst mess up. Like, I was not good. I was not good. <laughs> My favorite news blooper I've never, uh, I only saw live. Only saw live, never saw a video of it after. And it was in Aberdeen, Scotland. And you were there? I was there. Oh, you weren't in the studio, though. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay, no. Okay, I was okay. in Aberdeen, Scotland, <laughs> what did they watching say? the local news broadcast live. So their local newscaster, I forget his name, but he has notoriously bad allergies. Oh, no. And when I went there, no. I got hammered by it, too. I was like, oh, my God. It was something was in season. And he was he's. Uh, today there was a, uh, uh, skip that one. <laughs> and he literally said, skip that one. And they skipped the story and went to the next one. Wow. Because wow. he couldn't, 
gather himself to do that. Oh no. <laughs> it's the worst too. If like if you're on and you're on live, mm-hmm. um, I remember being super sick and I was on a show called City Line doing some sort of like lifestyle segment or whatever. And that was right after breakfast television. Um, and I had to cough really badly. And you know, oh, when you have to like swallow it. There's nothing worse. And it was within the first 30 seconds you start talking and I'm like yeah, and you're just holding your, ch- yeah. holding it, and then as soon as they 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 stopped and went to commercial, I was like, ah! oh, I just because I'm perpetually sick and just blowing out the ears of everyone in the control room. Oh yeah, yeah. it's and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hi, hi, Budra, Budra, Tukits, the Canucks. We will hit the Canucks uh, later <laughs> on in the show. I do want to start with the Leafs, though. Yeah, mm. I do want to start with the Leafs. The reason I want to start with the Leafs is because Pontus Holmberg is back. Because <laughs> Dryden Hunt's on waivers. No! We're going to find out soon, actually, whether or not he cleared. It's noon. So. Who's Dryden? Dryden It's because I keep calling him Brad. No, they oh. push waivers to 2. Oh, it's 2 p.m. Yeah. Okay, maybe by the end that? of the show. When did they do that? I think it was this offseason. Probably for the West Coast? Because it's still like 10 a.m. Well, yeah, because it used to be 9 a.m. So, like, I don't know. When did the GMs wake up? Six. I guess if you're a GM, you're waking up at six to find out if you got your hey, claim. Yeah, you got to get up early in the morning to get uh, some guy off waivers. You're calling, you're calling Dryden Hunt. Hey, we claimed you just because of the lulls. Yeah. Screw Dubas. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Jimmy VC, but he's good now. So the joke doesn't work it doesn't. anymore. It, but that's kind of what happened. Or what, was yeah. the, what was the goalie's name? That the Leafs tried to sign, oh and then the Coyotes God. were like, Harry Will- Sateri. Harry Sateri. Hey, Harry, we're going to ruin your career for the lulls. Click. Um, so I, I think... Uh, that uh, literally happened. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> Coyotes fans know. Yeah. Um, so, so let me ask you this. This time last week, mm-hmm. when we started the show, mm-hmm. Jesse, you remember what happened. What? Steve, you remember what happened. What? We were coming off what? Saturday night. Versus who? Oh, the Bruins. That's right. And we had a conversation on this show. Oh, my god! About the one taker that Steve had mm-hmm. about his reaction to the, the Boston Bruins are greatness. Mm-hmm. We, we, they are what we thought they were. And, and we let them get away. We let them off the hook. Yeah. Because Steve's, Steve's contention at the time, and this is why it was such an interesting conversation, was that it wasn't that the Leafs lost. It's that they gave it to them. It was on yep. giveaways that Boston got their goals. Jesse and I were a little bit less fired up about it. And that's why I thought it was so interesting. Now, this week, we come off a 3-2 loss in overtime to the Laval Rocket and some of the Canadians. Mm -hmm. How do we feel now? Because this loss, like Boston, I enjoyed the game. I had fun. This loss pissed me off. Yeah, because their record in these types of games is almost winless. (laughs) Almost winless in in games that are above eighty percent. You should win this. Like Sam Montembeau is starting. Nothing against Sam. He's no, actually had he's a really good, good year. He's no, no, he's good. had a good yeah. year. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying anything. Okay. But like he came into the year as the definitive second guy, and he's now earned the first. Yeah, there you go. Right, that's, that's about right. Is that fair? That's about right. And and then of course you look at the lineup, and they don't even have a fourth line right winger dressed. Dude, they 11-7 is a bad situation for any team. Any team. There's a reason we never see it. We always try it, and it always sucks, and it never works. And they don't have Caulfield. They, they have Rem Pitlick on the top line, and he iced you. Uh, you don't have Slavkovsky. Mm-hmm. Kirby Doc, we know, is playing hurt mm-hmm. from reports today. 
There are a number of other guys out of the lineup. I don't believe Brennan Gallagher played. Um, they have easily the youngest decor in the league. I'm pretty sure. There's no reason to lose that game. So this There's is just no reason. And and what makes it worse is that at the beginning they weren't. Yeah, and you had a two nothing lead. They had. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like they yeah. had an amazing start. Yeah. That first period was unstoppable, and I'm just going to go through the injury list here. Carey Price, obviously, Paul Byron, Brandon Gallagher, Sean Monahan, Caden Gooley, Jake Evans, Jake Allen, and Joel Yoel Armia. It's not Joel. It's Yoel. Like there are a few pretty key parts of that lineup. In Every that single lineup. one of those players is an everyday player. Dude, every single one that I just mentioned. Yeah. And and so so then the Leafs come out and they're firing. The first period's great. Two goals. Giordano, who we were like, hey, maybe he should have a rest. 53 seconds in, of course he scores. We're like, yeah. Of course he did. Hey, idiot, shut up. Of course he did. And then Callie Yarncroke at the end of it. Connor Timmons has his 11th assist of the year already, which is why. And his best one. How yes. did that pass get through? Because he might be good. That was ridiculous. That was so good. But then... And I think I think the Leafs were out shooting them. I think it was like sixteen to five after the first period. Along those lines, along the, like they were quadrupling them basically. But then for some reason in the second period, first off, one of the things I think that gets you is, and we talked about this on the show on Friday. Josh Anderson eats the Leafs alive. We talked about the former friends bet on Sports Interaction, right? Josh Anderson is a is money in the bank. He's got fourteen goals this year. He scores, and it's from who Suzuki, who you would expect. And Rem Pitlick, and don't worry, we'll come back to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Raphael Harvey Pinard. And and really, if I had asked you who he was before the game, would you have known? No. But that's on me. That's fair. It's on me because I looked it up. I'm like, who is this random? Like I had people tweeting me, like, who is this NPC who just scored against the Leafs? And he was drafted 2019, I believe, as an overager. Mm-hmm. Uh, his AHL numbers are good. Oh yeah, sure. I'm I'm not saying, but it's not. He's not like a well-known name. No, he's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here's who assists on that goal: Pizzetta with his second. Yep. And Alex Be- uh, Belzil. Belzil yeah. with his first assist. Those are the those were the two spare forwards. Come on. So this is and Come then on, guys and then we get into overtime and at that point it's a toss up and Ren Pip Ren Piplik, um buries it and there were a lot of saves that i think that that samsonov made mm-hmm. that were that that saved them even the point dude like mike hoffman should have scored in the third oh like you you outplay them two periods out of the three like significantly your goalie gives you more than a, a, enough Montable, to, you mean no 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 the oh, leafs, leafs like okay. like samsonov gives you more than enough to work with to win and they lost i don't know yeah you're gonna lose games I know. Don't you don't you find you say that a lot? Ah, you're gonna lose games. It's it's these things that I want them to clean up. Come on, because you lose Can't these lose points do matter. These points do matter. Je- Jesse, what up? Sportsnet stats had an interesting stat, as they always do. Eight of the last of the Canadians' last eleven regular season wins versus the Leafs have been in a comeback. And this is like one of the most offensively challenged worst power plays in the nhl how are they doing this i yeah i (laughs) come on i'm dumbfounded as to how the canadians always find a way to get up for the leafs is it and do this to them because but like the first and the third period were fine even most of overtime was fine if john Tavares doesn't take that weird um 
pass from Mitch Marner where they circle back in the middle of in front of the slot. Sheldon, that's enough. That's enough. What's enough? Tell me. I don't care that he's the captain. I don't care that he makes $11 million. John Tavares should be your third option in overtime. He didn't come that, out right away. That's like, enough. That was two minutes and two yeah. and a half minutes left in, in, into overtime. That's about when you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. Dare, I, dare I say it's a waste to have him play with Marner or Nylander in overtime. You know, the, yeah. Well, get, no. It's such, no. A, it's such a specific part of the game that doesn't apply when the games actually matter in the playoffs. I'm not I'm gonna, not going to get upset over it. I'm not going to get, no, yeah. because again, like if we're looking at it with a playoff eye, you can almost ignore overtime and right. the shootout. I mean, you shouldn't, but I, for my sanity, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that it even got there. Mm-hmm. So. But like that first period was an unbelievable first period, and they came away two nothing. They were great. It was great. And then the second period, I don't know where it goes. And then you come back for the third, and it's great again. It snuck up. It snuck up, but once it arrived, it was there for the entire well, that, rest that, of the Well, that second. Josh Anderson goal in the first two minutes, I think it really does shift the momentum. But if you're the Leafs, you're still up by a goal and you have to find a way to go, okay, it's nice that you're having a happy moment here, but we're going to, we're going to destroy your dreams. There's, and, and if, <laughs> if, if the Leafs had done that, nobody would have been surprised. The surprise is that they didn't in the second. The surprise is that they let the Habs kind of come back at them. Supposedly there was a conversation, like a one-on-one conversation between Matthews and Keefe before second intermission began. And then the Leafs come out in the third and they, I thought, destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just weren't able what do you think that done. conversation was about hey we're getting our fucking show run here what's going on i i think he's had a great game ma- no i know oh, man yeah. he was, he's I know. been great he's no been I'm, great. Not, I'm not criticizing like any one player yeah. it's just the habs started hitting uh and skating around and flying around and they were outworking the leafs and they had an intensity that the leafs just didn't have and it's funny because I used to dread when teams did that because I'm like, okay, well, here's where the Leafs wilt. They don't do that anymore. And it more often goes in the direction that it went in the Florida game where Florida started getting nasty, but they just did a bunch of stupid stuff and took penalties and the Leafs took advantage and they win and they just get to point and laugh at you from the box. Mm-hmm. They, they've gotten much better at that, but this was a little, it was, and it was only 20 minutes, but it was a 20 minute throwback to a version of the Leafs I don't care to ever watch again. Josh Anderson, last 20 games versus the Leafs. How many goals does he have? Oh, okay, so I didn't see because I'm blind. In his last 20 games? Last 20 games versus Toronto Maple Leafs, Josh Anderson, how many goals has he scored? 14. Adam? Versus the Leafs? Yeah. Eight. Ten. Ooh. That was 14 yeah. is very high. Still, 14, 50%. Yeah, 14 is, that's like Ovechkin numbers, man. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's, is that from Sports and Stats? Sports and Stats, yeah. Every other I figured, game. I figure if they put it out there, it was big, yeah. it was a big number. 14 would be a little <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Here's, here's your bit. I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> 21 goals. I'm just about, yeah. Whoa, you said a goal a game. Um, Jesse, do you mind just turning down my headphones a little bit too? Sorry, pal. It's my bad. Um, uh, so I, I think. think I think part of the reason he was so open, by the way, um, is he cannot generate offense on his own. Who? uh, Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. How many assists he has this season? It's probably like 10. Three. Three? He has three. Dude makes nearly $6 million. Like, I know that's not like his primary job. You got to be able to do it a bit. 
So what? I guess the game plan is, listen, if you can cut off the pass to Josh Anderson, he's useless, but they couldn't. So he can shoot it Mm -hmm. still. He can still skate and shoot it. He cannot generate offense uh, (laughs) using his teammates. He can't. Wow. He can't do it. Wow. Yeah. I'm wondering if if that's a potential trade deadline target that emerges later on, because it doesn't seem like. Josh Anderson is the type of guy that Montreal is like, yeah, we're keen to hang on to him because he's going to fit our window. No, no, no. Still... You, Josh Anderson being traded? Yeah. After Josh Anderson's year. contract runs until 2027. Yes, but big. And, and it's five and a half. And it's full no move, isn't it? It's, it's a modified no trade it's, clause. It's and a the, bad Bergevin. And the clause BD. is, uh, clause details, player submits an eight-team no trade list. So all of Canada. Sorry, Buffalo. See, that's interesting, though, because he's in Canada. I know, but then, so it's, so there's six other teams, and then Buffalo, hmm. and then someone. Columbus? There's no way they can move this contract. St. Louis? Yeah, co- probably Columbus, because he doesn't want to go back to where he was, but. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you know, and, not, and that's no offense to any of those cities. We're included in that. that most players don't want to be traded to Canada against their will. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the reality of the hmm. NHL. Um, but I think, I think the, um, I think the thing with Josh Anderson is that when he does mobilize his skill, which is always against the Leafs, he, he's terrifying. You see all the things that everybody feels like he has that's tantalizing. He's the streakiest in-game player there is. Mm. Like, you, you know how players will go through streaks where it's like this week they're hot, they'll go through two or three where they're cold, and then, no, 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 he, he does that in-game. Sh- shift to shift. Right. Shift to shift. <laughs> but eventually we got to get a point to be like, hey... Let's stop hanging on to the 18-19 season, Josh Anderson, where he put up 27 goals and 20 assists. Like, that yeah. guy doesn't play here also, anymore. <laughs> he alternates between barely usable and prime Todd Bertuzzi. Right. And uh, unusable is winning more and more often. But except for versus the Leafs. Except for versus the Leafs. He's prime <laughs> Todd Bertuzzi. If you ever wondered what all the fuss was before the punch that he shouldn't have done, I mean, just watch Josh Anderson when he's good. Well, with the Blue Jackets, before that shoulder injury, he was unbelievable. He really was. It's yeah. just the, the thing is, is that what I always, I was always worried about that contract for his production. He's, you know, it's great that he get, you know, he got 27 goals that one time, but it felt David Clarkson-ish. And, um, and, you know, the Leafs have guys that are streaky. Like, who would you say is the streakiest guy on the Maple Leafs that's got tantalizing, unbelievable skill? There's one player in mind. Come on, Steve tantalizing skill when he really takes off and he shoots you go wow what a shot and he can skate and he's huge are you saying Engvall that's right I thought I, I was like I'm gonna say Engvall and I'm gonna feel really stupid it's Engvall yeah so so Josh Anderson makes how much five and a half five and a half how much yeah. does Engvall make two two five same points really same points this year really and Engvall started bad too yeah same so points. he started real bad also Josh Anderson is a I know it's the Canadians but you know a minus eight. Not great. But it's the Canadians. That might lead the team. Good. Um, you know, so Leaf fans, remember, when we are complaining, and I'm one of them, uh, remember that there's a grade of com- complaining, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to take good news from there, Samsonov was good. He was really good. he's going to play again tonight. Yes. Three games in four of the three in the four games. Hold on. Wait, Samsonov. Samsonov. I know. I'm so really we can say Samsonov it. now again? Yeah, no, so Sergey Samsonov, who I grew up with and you grew up with, yeah, is no, that's how Samsonov. Samsonov is what say, he asked. Yeah, but now they say I thought Samsonov. he asked for Samsonov. Sa- no, uh, you guys were saying Samsonov the whole. I was time. saying Samsonov. Samsonov, yeah, it's Samsonov, yes, yes, yes. So he wants Samsonov. Yeah, 
you confused me because you were like, I know, but yeah. that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> Sergey Samsonov, that's how they used to pronounce it. And then later on, there was other Samsonovs and they wanted Samsonov. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So Samsonov. here's the thing. Samsonov is absolutely not how you say it, mm-hmm. but, but he, asked he asked for this it. Season. Okay. Yeah. Samsonov. So yeah. there Let's you go. Awesome. Have you ever told that story on the air? Well, I asked the guy. I have it. It's been a very long time. I think you should. Should I tell? I again? think you should tell that. It's I a good story. Okay. So when uh, when I was very early on in school, uh, Toronto Metro University at uh, University, then Ryerson, um, uh, there were some students who had jobs in the biz, kid, um, and some of them were a little older. And there was this guy named John, and he had a job doing a job that I would eventually get myself um at cbc uh doing highlights and when you're there in studio you get to hear them warming up check one two one two three four five six and all that and i heard or no sorry the story john told mm-hmm. was um ron mclean having a conversation with bob cole okay and bob cole would go through the entire team and be like, uh, Caberlet. And Ron would go, uh, yep, yep, no, that's correct. Okay, good, because I, cause I asked him. <laughs> uh, Grabowski. Yep, yep, no, no, that's correct. Okay, good, because I asked him. And he did that for the entire roster, because I asked him. <laughs> and I actually, I got to see this, um, oh man, Dave something, he had the Chikrin mess up years ago. Okay. He, was, he was a play-by-play guy. Dave Hodge. No, it wasn't Dave Hodge. I can't remember, but I got to see... Dave Bastel. It wasn't Dave Bastel. I got to see the play-by-play guy in the locker room, and he's talking to all the players. I'm like, why would he need that? But then throughout the broadcast, they tell all these anecdotes, and obviously they have to pronounce their name. So they go in the locker room, and they ask him. Mm -hmm. And then John tells the story because everyone was calling him Nikolai Kuhleman when he burst into the league, and that was when I started school. He's Nikolai Kuhleman, Kuhleman. But there was one holdout, and it was Bob Cole who kept calling him Kalemin, which is closer to the Russian pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And people were giving him shit, and apparently behind the scenes on the mic, John heard him, listen, I asked the fucking guy, and he said his name was Kalemin. <laughs> 85-year-old Bob Cole. Oh, yeah. I asked the fucking guy. Uh, he would have been like 78 or 9 still, at the time. Still. I asked the fucking guy, and he said his name was Kalemin. And then when he went to the KHL, uh, he very briefly changed the spelling of his name, and it looked a lot more like Kalemin. Mm-hmm. But nope. no, none of that's right. I don't even know how to say it in Russian, but it's getting closer. It, supposedly, it's more like Kuliamin. Yeah, but I'm, we don't. My the, tongue doesn't work that <laughs> yeah. way. And oftentimes, yeah, you, you've got ways of enunciating words in other languages that we just don't use in exactly. English, right? And vice versa. Yeah. Exactly. No, Andre uh, Osachenko, who I did a lot of KHL work with. He would try to get me to pronounce names in certain ways, and I had to, had to just be like, "It doesn't." Well, it's function like in Canada when you in when, mouth. when you learn French, and you're supposed to roll a little bit, yeah. but you roll. We roll at the front. A real, you know, Quebec French or or France French will do it at the back of their throat. It's the back of their tongue oh, where they roll with. I don't That's know how you pronu- pronounce things properly. Uh, I, I believe you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole discussion yeah. on it in French class in grade nine. They're like, "Well, try to roll at the back," and we're like, "It's not uh, easy." It's yeah, but it's. I have to override the way I talk. Yeah. With 30 I, years. How is, how is anyone bilingual? How do you do it? I'm so impressed by yeah. everyone you know who knows more than one language. Those people that know like six of them, 
How do you do that? Yeah. And you're, you're a wizard. But they always That's magic. They're That's always from the magic. same region in like like in Asia where there's several different countries together or in Europe where there's several different countries like you're from you're from the part of France that is on the border of Switzerland and Italy. Mm-hmm. So you learn a little German and you learn a little Italian and well, you like have and you know French. a country where there's different languages within the country. They have four, yes. four, official, four, languages. four official languages. Yeah. For like, sure. We have that, but it's kind of like in its own pocket. Switzerland, yes. you're walking everywhere. There's four languages. Yeah. It's insane. I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone does it. I don't know how anyone does it. I don't get it. Do you think that people in Switzerland make fun of other people in Switzerland like we make fun of people from like the east coast of Canada or or uh, people from Boston or people from New York or New Jersey? Uh, like people they all are their... generally mean. Yeah. I don't mean it like I don't mean it in a mean <laughs> way. I mean it like you know we <laughs> remember I played the uh, New Hampshire clip. Yeah, yeah oh, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like it's just funny. Well, people make fun of us, and I'm like, what? What? Well, just how I talk. It's funny. We're supposed to be, our part of the world is supposed to be the most, in terms of the English language, the most accent neutral. Like generic? Mm-hmm. That's generic. why they like Canadians for TV. Southern Ontario. States, yeah. Yeah, can you please tell that to Siri on my phone? Why? Who why? thinks I talk like just a friggin' hoser idiot? Does she? <laughs> what? Why? What do you mean? She never understands anything I say. Really? It's very frustrating. Yes. Yeah. I can, oh my God. Why you sound really upset with Siri? I am very upset with Siri. Because <laughs> well, we've, so we've known go? each other for long enough yeah. that you should know I talk like a bit of an idiot. But how, do we, how do we fix the Leafs? Yeah, what do you, what do you come away with? Teach them all more than one language. How do we get them to play better in the second period? What do you come away with from this game? Do you come away with, okay, most of the time they're the first period team. <laughs> like, they started on time. We've been asking for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they are more likely... At the end of the day, the team in the first period than they were in the second. Team in the first and third, even. Yeah, but you blew the lead in the second, and you weren't able to get it back. Like, okay, I think the first period is what they are more likely to be. The second period is when they take their foot off the gas, and the third period is what happens when you leave it to chance. Right. You know, the Leafs haven't gotten point. goalied very often this year. They haven't gotten Montebol was amazing. He was absolutely fantastic. His last eight games, I think he's had one dud. And other than that, he's honestly, since the beginning of 2023, one of the best goalies in the league. Since the beginning of 2023. I don't even know if he's the best goalie in the Habs, but he certainly is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so th- this is the thing too. And, and this is what, as a Leaf fan, I think you have to remember, like, and, like when you look at this, this is a team that, that is very, very, very good. But they really can't take their foot off the gas. And if you look at the teams that are great, right, mm-hmm. that you would consider great, do the Boston Bruins ever take their foot off the gas? Do they ever stop? They do not give they, you an inch. They don't rest, they, ever. They, they don't rest between whistles. They just, they're fighting constantly. That's you know, <laughs> Throwing fists. You know, I could be like, I, I could have my eyes closed and you could censor out whenever they say the team and player names. And I would know the Leafs are playing the Boston uh, Bruins by how often the ref has to blow their whistle and how, oh, we got it. Oh, this is a scrum. Oh, this is a, you can't come within 50 meters of that net mm-hmm. without someone getting in your face and grabbing your jersey and giving you a little bit of a rabbit punch. And they're never going to get called. And if they do, it's coincidental because you punched them back because you don't like getting punched very much. <laughs> they don't give you a breath. All right. So here's the deal I want to make with the Leafs. Don't give anyone a breath until 
you come back from the all-star break here. You got a softer landing than a lot of teams in this league. So a lot of people don't know this. Talk about this. You got the Islanders today. Mm -hmm. Then you get a day off. Then you get the Rangers. Then you get a day off. Then you get the Sens. And then you get a day off. And then you get the Caps. And then you get the all-star break. Or no, I think they have a game on the first. Right. I think you have a couple days off. And all those four games I just mentioned are at home. The Habs beat you at home because the one, the one thing we're forgetting in this equation is there is such a thing as home ice advantage. There is. The Leafs have a great home record. Samsonov, they've basically dubbed him the starter and he hasn't lost in regulation at home. Oh, why would I say that into a microphone? Well, I did. Mm-hmm. Here's your chance to take back some points. And Jesse just pulled up February. So I said those four games, then you have two days off, and then your final game before the All-Star break? <gasps> Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going on the road until they come back from the All-Star break. They got back-to-back home-and-homes with Columbus. Which, like, and what a great uh, way to come back from the All-Star break. You have a home-and-home against Columbus, then three days off, then Chicago, then two days off, then the Habs, and then it's a back-to-back with travel, but it's Montreal-Chicago. Yeah. February should be yours, man. It doesn't line up easier than that for most teams. Right. Save for Bru- the Bruins on the first. You have multiple. You, you, I see a three-day break, a two-day break, a three-day break. There's a two-day break heading into March. Come on. This is your chance to take, a, take some ground here. Own it. Own it. And then March is busy as shit. <laughs> Oh, Mar- I'll go to March. That, that was up. January. Oh, that was January? Yeah, okay, March I guess January. January's yeah, because they got to make Ew. up for all those home games they played in January. So they got a bunch of road games in uh, in March. They finally do the West Coast uh, swing. That's, oh. That hasn't happened yet. The oh, Edmonton, great. Calgary, Vancouver run. Oh, good. Sorry, I hate working that. <laughs> it's it's going to be wor- fun. It's the worst. What, what are the games? Eight, nine, and seven. Ah, that's pretty good. Then we got we locked out this year. Yeah. We got the Vancouver on the Saturday, so it's gonna be seven. And then yeah, the eight PM start in Edmonton's not too bad. No, that's pretty good. We only got we, like no ten thirties. That's, like, nice. that's pretty nice. good. Yeah, we made Edmonton play early. We that's, got uh all right, this we, we got it. This is good. This is good. That's not bad. That's We're gonna not get bad. some sleep these days. Yeah, Oilers <laughs> Flames back to back is gonna be tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is well, especially with the Flames falling out of the playoffs again this weekend, they're going to be fighting. Big game tonight. Big game. Johnny returns to Calgary. Big game, and that should be that should be a two pointer for the Flames. On uh, it yeah, should be. Was... Oh, they they got a little bit of Toronto West going on. Oh, in what way? Like where they lose games they super shouldn't. Yeah, but they've been doing it all year. Yeah. They're not a very good team this year. Are we are we doing Daryl Sutter? Oh, we we are later on in the oh, show. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But first, let's get to Dave Bastel. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Okay, Dave, before we get to tonight's bets and that sort of thing, I want to talk about the Bills and the Bengals. Okay. Going into this game, all of Southern Ontario was convinced Josh Allen, this was the year for he was going to win. This is going to happen. Tooney Steve. And Mm. Tooney Steve knows nothing about football. Dave, what would you have said to them? I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I know that you did not believe in the Bills. You were a non-believer, sir. <laughs> I was a non-believer, and and I'm sure the four of us could talk to, about a story 
uh, that was related related to this uh, another time. But uh, you know what? I, I just look at this. I Joe Burrow is the best football player in the world right now. Um, I think he's the best quarterback. I, I think everything that runs on that offense is fantastic. The Bills are uh, turnover prone. They showed it. And I, I just think there's something there where destiny is is in the uh, eyes of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I've said it probably since about November. Uh, and I and I yeah. think they're going to roll against the Kansas City Chiefs next week. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember you saying it last week. You <laughs> <laughs> could have done two dollars, Steve, a favor. I haven't won a dollar on football this year. Well, to be oh, fair, actually, I haven't. I've I've lost. Four dollars. <laughs> why on football? Why are you betting football? <laughs> uh, because That's just, like you don't. No, no, I'm just I, trying. I love you. I love yeah. you very much when I say this, but like I don't know if there's somebody with less knowledge on football that I know. It's true. <laughs> I've won money on basketball. You've won money because you know basketball. A you, bit. you love basketball and hockey. Yes, I actually do pretty well. I'm on sure. Hockey. Football. I've lost. You don't four, know all the rules. Four dollars. <laughs> and this is why it's two dollars, Steve. Well, hold on. How do they pronounce dollars in in Buffalo? Dollars. Dollars. Four dollars. <laughs> Dave, do you have uh, Eagles Niners lines up? Can we get Steve to guess that? Uh, <laughs> we do. <laughs> Take do you want to yeah. try guessing, Steve? Steve I, I mean, I, Eagles. I'm, Eagles I, play. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles play the San Francisco 49ers this coming Sunday. Those NFC, are both football teams. NFC Championship game. Mm. Who you got? Well, you know, I think you got to start with. They've both earned their right to be in this game. You know, they're both obviously very good. <laughs> Great, point. Great point. You know, yeah. they're both obviously very good teams to be at this point. Um, I would say if it's your brand to get exactly 49 points, that's usually enough to win a football game. So I got San Francisco. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well played. Well played. Well I agree. Well well played. Well that I is agree. the analyst who didn't do their homework. Also yeah. known as many of the hockey broadcasts you watch. I'm kidding. Um, all right. <laughs> wow. So Dave, Dave, um, let's talk about tonight because it's the Leafs and the Islanders. Um, and then we'll talk about Winnipeg and Toronto. Uh, we got some former Fair friends enough. here and a few Ontario borns as well. Yeah. Matt Martin, former friend, Matt Martin returns to, uh, Toronto, uh, 525 if he scores a goal. Now he doesn't score often, but is he possibly going to score tonight? I don't know about that, but if I'm looking at Josh Bailey or Casey Sasikis or, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, uh, there's some, those are some pretty decent names and regulars on this Islander lineup, guys. That Sezikis Martin line always eats the Leafs alive because they have nothing, or they had really no toughness in the in behind, like in years past to kind of counter it. Right? I might, I might be willing to do a little two dollar on Matt Martin just because it, there's always a former friend. But yes. also, you look at how Montreal won on Saturday, mm -hmm. that fourth line that wasn't even a full fourth line. Yes. Uh, they knew the only way they were going to score is the bang and crash. So I, th and you I know, think that's what they're going to go for. You know, like, like, like Matt Murray or Matt Murray, Matt Martin is a favorite in that room. They're going to be looking to try to get yep. him a goal. Mm. Yeah. So, ooh. and it's in Toronto oh, too. And Josh oh. Bailey come from Durham regions, Josh Bailey. Yeah. There he's going to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's close by. I think Matt Murray. Uh, Matt, Matt Murray. I, <laughs> I think Matt Martin's also a favorite of a lot of these current Maple Leafs because the relationships there between some of the stars of that team and Martin seem to like. I bet you a lot of guys wish he was still in this club, but mm. uh, that's another story for another time. That's right. Well, Can you bet on a fight. Uh, 
I think he's going to get in a fight. <laughs> Why not? We should do that. Should. I think he's going to get in a fight. Is Simmons in the lineup? He's I don't know. Fight Wayne Simmons. We don't know. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much. And as always, go to sportsinteraction.com slash STPN to sign up and make sure you get your football picks this week from Steve. The 49ers with 49 points. Yeah. Oh, and we promised we would get to it. Leafs won. LOL. <laughs> yeah. The Shifley Cup, baby. I'm kind of over it. Not really. No, I'm not. Okay. Friday night, Saturday night. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it was. Right. It was a tough weekend. One of the weirdest spectacles I've ever seen. Oh. I, I know a hockey story is weird when my father-in-law comes up to me. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> That's well, what he did yesterday. Yeah, and you know, your father-in-law is an EPL fan, and EPL gets goofy, right? Yeah. Like, it gets really weird. Uh, but this is, uh, I don't think we've ever, any of us have ever seen a thing like this. And it goes back to not last week when Elliot and Jeff were talking about the next coach of the Canucks. It goes back to uh, last June. So Bruce Boudreau takes over. And then, and, and is hired by the Jim Benning Group. Mm-hmm. I'll call them Jim Benning Limited. What was it, like December last? So December, January, something like that. Something like that. Canucks are playing terribly. Travis Green is gone. Jim Benning is in. And by the way, Travis Green Bruce started Boudreau out. In. Sorry, Bruce Boudreau, that's what I mean. <laughs> Travis Green uh, started out with the Canucks as, wow, this guy's the coach of the future. This guy's the next great coach in the NHL. I really liked him. Right. Yeah. Except at the end. Nobody liked him. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I guess not. So they're playing like shit. They bring in Bruce. The Canucks go on a heater and this Bruce there it is chant develops um, just magically because Vancouver fans were just fired up to be winning again. Um, Then the Jim Benning limited group uh, gets tossed. In comes the other Jim group, which is the Jim Rutherford limited group. And what becomes immediately interesting is in June, nothing happens, but in June, Bruce Boudreaux says, listen, I got signed to a two-year contract. I want an extension. I don't want to go into this season as a lame duck coach. I want you, who did not hire me, to extend me. And Jim Rutherford plays hardball and says, no, not going to do that. You have a contract. Show up. And if you don't have a contract, or if you don't want to show up for it, we'll find somebody. And we're happy not to pay you. So this goes to a standoff, and then eventually Bruce Boudreaux relents. He goes and he shows up for camp. Mm-hmm. He then, also, he exercised the option to come back. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big piece of it, too, because Jim mentions that in his press conference that, uh, well, I, I'm jumping ahead a little, but he says that uh, Bruce wasn't really our pick and he exercised his option to come back. Because that's what Bruce did. Like, it was his, his right, too. He could have walked away and then everybody's clean. But Bruce, you know, he exercised his option to come back. He's passing the buck to the previous group. Yeah. 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 So then, so then, <laughs> good leadership. Um, yeah. On one of those late night interviews that they do after both games of Hockey Night in Canada. So you've had your East Coast games, you've had your West Coast games. After hours. So yeah. What the you? fuck? What? It's called After oh, Hours. Okay. On Sportsnet. I'm sorry. I'm, also, I'm not trying to get ins- it on the Sportsnet Now app wherever you are. Yeah. You know, I'd love to be able to watch After Hours on demand, but I can't on the Sportsnet app. I'm pretty sure I'm you pretty can. I'm pretty sure 100% you can. Oh, man. Well, listen. If you missed that interview, you missed a doozy because Jim Rutherford, I never miss it. Jim, yeah. Jim Rutherford came out. Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was two night math. Did you bundle your advanced. internet and phone together? A hundred percent. I bet yeah. you got a great deal. Internet, phone and cable all day. 
Oh, you definitely have cable. Uh, <laughs> yep. I've got cable and the Sportsnet Now app. Okay. This is and great. a landline. Not a part of the Bruce Boudreaux story. I just want you to know Two that. landlines. Um, so so here's, here's what happens. Jim Rutherford comes out and he says to Scott Oakwell, he wasn't our choice. And he also made some comments about the way they practiced, about like work ethic, and about the way that they played too loose, that they were not talented enough to play that loose. And so that cool. is... That's great. You know, the team <laughs> didn't start great, but we're a couple weeks in. The Leafs didn't start great. Like, who who cares? The first couple weeks, whatever, right? Although, if I'm a Leaf fan, I'm like, oh, you better be good from the beginning. You yeah, um, always make no mistakes. Uh, but the <laughs> but this sort of starts to brew that there's probably going to be a change. And if you had asked us in November, we probably would have said, yeah, we think probably by the end of the season it's going to happen. Things start to heat up in mid to late December. And then it is reported on Hockey Night in Canada two weeks before last night that Rick Tockett will, in fact, be the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. But then nothing happens. Monday comes and there's no announcement. Tuesday, Wednesday, they're starting to play games. There's actually, it might have been a week ago. I believe three to five games go by and Bruce Boudreau is still the head coach. And they ask him. They ask the guy. And what did he say? Oh, I'm just going to keep. Showing up until they tell me not to. And he's very funny about it in the way that he is. But you can tell that I think anybody in that situation would be, and it's hard. It's hard. It's pro sports. You probably sometimes know that it's coming. Uh, But when it's that public, when Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick are saying it in the second intermission show, they're dead sure that it's happening. And it was also pretty obvious. And Darren Dreger. He was also saying it was on the three-letter. Was he also letter. saying it? Come on. Oh, okay. Show, yeah. Everybody's doing things. Yeah. And also, um, it's not a big deal that it happened the way it did. And Jim Rutherford's <laughs> We'll bro. get to that. We'll get to that. But Rick Tuchet. Rick Tuchet. Tuchet. That's it. That's it. Rick Tuchet. I didn't even wrongly correct it. Anyway, whatever. So then Saturday rolls around. Friday rolls around. The Bruce that are, there it is chance happen in Vancouver. The Vancouver get uh, Vancouver gets destroyed by Colorado four to one. And Saturday night, Vancouver fans like the first night are almost like the setup man for the closer, which were their fans that were there Saturday night. Mm-hmm. There are uh, uh, fans there with um, huge signs. One of them actually got taken away by Canucks PR. I don't know if you saw that, but there's there's probably some other reasons for that. It had nothing to do with Bruce. It's just not a great look. They have sign policies that if you can't, if other people behind you can't see, then you can't have the sign. So fine. Yeah, fine. But it's not a good look, right? It's just, it's like, hey, lower your sign. Don't take it away. Uh, a lot of people saying we love Bruce. We stand with Bruce and the Bruce. There it is. Chance breakout. And they're so intense at the end of the game that Bruce starts to cry. Start like he wells up. Never seen that. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, hand over his heart and then says thank you to the crowd. And then afterwards, uh, in the scrum with reporters, uh, talks about you know how emotional that was, and then says, "Guys, like I can't, yeah, can't do this right now." That was actually the Friday game. Oh, that was the Friday. The game. Friday game. Oh they, my god! Because he's he talks about you know um, someone asked him what what does it mean to coach in this league, and he's like, "I can't do it." And then they chanted his name the next night as well. It was a two day concert. Canucks lost both those games, by the way. Fans did not care. Fans didn't care. Like they're kind of all in on the Bedard thing. Mm-hmm. I think a few people have been for quite some time. Yep. Uh, and this this is the funny thing about Bruce Brujo. I don't even really have a problem with the fact that he got fired. 
I mean, I wouldn't, huh? Mm-hmm. That's, but that, you know, ultimately coaches get hired and fired and sometimes coaches are not even bad and they get canned just because they're not the right fit anymore. You know what pick I saw the other day? I forgot this happened. The miserable picture of Dwayne Casey holding his coach of the year award. Oh, that he, after he got that fired. That he got after getting fired by the Raptors. Yeah. And then a couple years later, they win. So they were right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the next year or whatever. It was Nick Nurse's first year, mm-hmm. whatever it yeah. was. Like that's that's ridiculous, yeah. right? It's so oh, that sucks. They did it to Wayne Casey. Also, they were a hundred percent right, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's not that Boudreaux got fired. It's we all knew he was going to get fired, and sometimes that's like in the wind, but you don't quite hear it as pronounced as all the insiders going, "Oh no, no, he's getting fired." And then it was like, oh, and here's who he's being replaced by. And oh, here's the date. Yep. And so, they knew the assistants as well. Brought up Sergei Gonchar and that happened. Mm-hmm. Like he became yeah. a defensive coach or whatever it is. Like uh, and and like like sometimes you'll hear a leak and it'll but it'll be very soon mm-hmm. b- before uh it, it'll be like right before it happens. Like I remember Randy Carlisle being in the building, uh, like someone caught like a shot of him. Uh, I think it was the night Ron Wilson got fired. That yeah, fire Wilson. That yeah, was there the were chance. rumors yeah. that yeah. this was weeks, weeks. Now, do you have the thing there about Tockett, uh Apparently, having a one month out. No, I don't have that. Oh, you mean TNT. you mean TNT? Yeah. So that is that what is that, that just, was? Is that speculation? I so I've seen it in enough places that I believe it, but I okay. I haven't seen it concretely. It's just one of the rumors going around. First of all, he's not the first former coach to leave a broadcasting job to return to coaching, and I don't remember any of them ever having a one month out. No, and if they did have a one month out, the team hiring them wasn't such a leaky ship that it got out there. The Canucks are a leaky ship. Well, and this, everything gets out there. It goes back to what I said last week. The Jim Benning group, Jim Benning Limited, when they were in there, they seemed to be able to keep a cap on the crazy that was going on behind the scenes, right? You think? Because, because I, I feel like Jim Rutherford was not prepared for how dysfunctional this organization has operated for this long. I don't think he was ready. I think Jim Benning had been there long enough since after Mike Gillis. That he knew the ropes. Okay, this is chaotic, but I, I can manage the chaos and we can ice a team that might make the playoffs once every four years. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, right? That's sort of what, and, and, and they did make some odd personnel decisions. Probably some of them was, you know, came, coming down from the ownership, right? OEL. Like, all, OEL is, it, it screams Aquilini. Legendary. But, but he was able to keep a lid on the bad PR. And what the Canucks have not been able to do this year is, is that. The Rutherford group had no idea, in my mind, how bad this really was. It's just it starts, been a steady flow. It starts with the Rachel Dory situation, really. Yeah. Which and then, is relevant to mm-hmm. the Bruce Boudreaux story. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. The, the Boudreaux contract stuff came first. Agreed. Yes. Like that yeah. was, so that was June. It, yeah, I don't think it starts with Rachel. It starts I guess it starts with, with Bruce. Boudreaux, yeah. But, right? but I didn't feel like Bruce was the, the dysfunctional part. But yeah, I guess you're right. And it even, like, if we want to go even further back, it probably starts with JT Miller and Horvat. Yeah, not talking to each other all that. Right. Right. And, and, and not tra- going to each other's birthdays. A trade, no loop bag. A trade being done at the draft and then getting nixed. Right. 
And Adam, you're you're pulling the onus off of Jim Rutherford, but I I'm starting no. to think that like. I am not. To be clear, I'm not. And I and I wasn't last week. I think that Jim Benning did a better job of managing the chaos than Jim Rutherford is. And I think that Jim Rutherford's people, Alvin, Caston Gay, whoever else they have hired in there, are completely to blame now. They've been there long enough. You guys had the entire summer to get this shit sorted out. And I know you can't sort out an entire organization in the summer, but there are a lot of people in this organization that do not respect the people up top. When Brandon Shanahan showed up in Toronto, and you guys will all laugh because I'm making it about the Leafs. When Brandon Shanahan showed up in Toronto, he did the dumbest thing we thought at the time. He tried to re-sign Dave Boland. Thank God that didn't work out. Five years. And then he tried to, uh, and then he tried to, to, to keep, or he kept Randy Carlisle for one more season. Yes. And, and that was also bad. And then what you started to see, though, was all of the the Dave Nonis leaks, and we know who which reporters had it in with Dave Nonis. We could pick them out in a crowd. Nothing the Leafs did back then. Nothing was a, was a surprise. We knew about it weeks in advance. Yeah, they give crumbs these days. But as yeah. soon as Shanny showed up, that started to change. And I am not seeing that with the Canucks. When, when Lou Lamorello sh- showed up, forget it. You didn't find out anything. Anywhere. I, until several weeks after it happened. Yeah. You didn't even know the, the day of. They wouldn't even put out a press release. Hey, we signed Wayne Gretzky, but you didn't know about it three months ago when we did that. It's, it's, it, it's the weirdest brand. <laughs> so, so it, and so the Leafs, it was a total shift. With the Canucks, whoever is leaking this stuff doesn't have the respect or doesn't respect those above them. So, so whether or not it's an assistant GM or it's the GM or the president, they don't have the respect for those guys to say, yeah, I'm going to keep this under wraps. I'm actually going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go talk to the insiders. And it's, 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 a, it's a troubling thing. If you're Jim Rutherford going, who the fuck is doing this? And, and, and why aren't they freaked out that they're going to lose their gig over it? So that, This is bad. They, so, they look terrible. So you're talking about that from a culture standpoint. Yes. From a Bruce Boudreaux being able to do his job standpoint, Rachel Dory was named to be a member of his coaching staff mm-hmm. and like a week later uh never mind like right before the season starts you take away a member of the coaching staff how many coaches have to deal with that how many assistant coaches or video coaches or whatever get fired during training camp right right that's that's a difficult position to put your coaching staff in and it just starts the season on a bad foot and you have this Horvat cloud hanging over you and it just gets worse and worse and worse. That guy does not handle losing well and not in a, you know, you shouldn't handle losing well way. Um, he in just, a meltdown kind of way. He melts down <laughs> yeah. very often yeah. and uh, you lose your first game. You're up three, nothing on the Oilers. You blow it. And I think, I think uh, that hung over the team. Like, a, like interesting. A, Boudreaux, his final record as a head coach with the Vancouver Canucks, 50, 40, and 13. Not in bad. 103 games. That's a 549 point percentage. So here's what I don't understand. And Je- Steve, please explain quickly your TNT head coaching out. So, oh, so the, the rumor with uh, Rick Tockett is he had a one month out. So he, you have one month where you, Rick Tockett, work at TNT. And you say, TNT, I am no longer working for you. And TNT goes, okay. Cool. That means you don't work for us. So your notice period is instead of two weeks, it's four in yeah. one month. Okay. Yeah, and it's four. It's that's common based on you know it's oh, common God. in lots of work. I've places. had notice periods that are fifty two weeks. Yeah, like oh it, my God. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but I've never seen it 
mid-season for a coach. Uh, like I've never seen. Oh yeah, this guy. Uh, he's gonna join the. I don't know Minnesota. But uh, he can't do it for a month because he's got a TV gig. For the, I've never seen that. For the last two weeks, that, as we've all known that we have a guy who's coaching a team where he's already fired and he's just standing around being fired and coaching a team. Being <laughs> fired? If, Literally, if, yeah. If I'm Jim Rutherford, an interim head coach is a thing. Bring in whoever... On, who's ever on the staff you want to just throw over Well, they got rid of the assistants, For five too. games. Just leave them. No, but anybody, just leave them? Anybody who you're going to keep in the organization, just put them there for five. If you really want to fire Bruce Brujo, put anybody for there for five games once we all know that he's going to be fired. You know when TNT probably wasn't going to use Rick Tockett very much? July! Man, like, just, I don't know, do it in the offseason. Now, maybe the Canucks feel like the culture problems within the organization are so bad that they need to get talking in right away because this is my guy. I know him from my days in Pittsburgh. I've won a Stanley Cup with him in Pittsburgh. This is my guy. I want him to come in. I want the team to reek of him by the time training camp even rolls around. Then he starts training camp on the right foot and he's he's not going in, you know, from the ground up. I want to give him a head start. Okay. So, so with, with the Boudreaux, like, why not just fire him in July and blah, blah, blah. In the press conference that Rutherford gave with Tockett, he kind of gave some insight into he tried to give Boudreaux a chance is what he was trying to explain. So about a month ago, this is from Drance who's tweeting about the press conference. Rutherford detailed a meeting with Boudreaux and Alvin a month ago in which the subject of young players not developing was the focus. So he's like, hey, you got to get these young players to get going. You got to get better. Two weeks later, there was a follow-up meeting, and Rutherford says there was no improvement in the areas we were looking for. So Rutherford's trying to say that he did give Boudreaux a chance, and he kept following up, and there wasn't improvement. Okay, but that you can, I mean, that's what corporations use to fire people all the time. Like, your end-of-year yeah. review is, and anybody will tell you this, is complete and utter horseshit. It's just what they use to have on file so they can fire you one day. Also, why not just say Nils Hoglander? Like that's, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that who like who else? About? Who else on the team is like? I mean, Hughes is doing pretty good. Patterson's doing pretty good. I don't think Patterson's in development anymore. I think he's well, just a stud. He's young enough. Yeah. Though. Like I'm trying to think of who they might meet. Like and, and, Kuzmenko. And like how is how good are these young players supposed to be when the veterans on the team are melting down and defensively lapsing as much as a JT Miller is, or have the uncertainty around them that J that Bo Horvat does. There was mm -hmm. another clip of Miller from the other day. Uh, like and ultimately he had a pretty decent game, but uh he flubs the puck along the boards and the puck goes the other way, the Canucks have an empty net, and he just does not move. Yeah. He doesn't and, move. And the failing of the Canucks time and time again over this last like two-year-ish period with both regimes is they feel that roster construction is not the problem in Vancouver. And whether that's from like the top of the top, the Aquilinis, or the people just below them, both groups feel that roster constru construction is fine. Yeah. We just need to tweak it. We don't have to destroy the Outside thing. of the major contracts with Rutherford mentioned a couple weeks ago in his major surgery speech. Yeah, but like they think all the parts are there, which... We've proven that, like, no, you keep switching the coach and everything around it, and it's the guys there, and they don't work. But to Adam's thing about the major construction speech, um, how many players on the Vancouver Canucks over the last two weeks 
have very openly known that they were not wanted. <laughs> like OEL. Yep. Nope. They don't want me. Play. Tyler Myers. Yep. Nope. They don't want, you know me. who apparently does want Tyler Myers. And this is going to blow your mind. Name an NHL team. That's going to trade for Tyler Myers. Just do it right now. Edmonton. Okay. Great. Great answer. Probably the right answer. No, just name another team. Name another. The Tampa Bay Lightning. The New Jersey Devils. Oh, what? Right. Yeah. According to Elliot Freeman on 32 Thoughts, the, the Devils uh, are, are, they would prefer, like, when it, if it came down to the package for Myers or Horvat, they would go after Myers, which is weird. Those, are, those aren't the two, same players. I know. But they're an, like, if they're going to make it, if they're going to make a trade, they would want more on defense and they're definitely interested in Myers. And I was like, what? Jesse, That's you, an analytics team. Can you read that contract, please? The Tyler Myers six contract? Million. It's uh, six million, two years. Seems bad. It is bad. It six is million bad. dollars a lot. Well, six million this year and next. Half retained. Half retained. <laughs> I mean, yeah, three million. Which you don't hate it, I guess. But there's still better oh, options. And you better give up nothing. Though they better throw in something for you. All right. Yeah, <laughs> they're, man. They're right on the probably don't go after Horvat thing because I don't think the Devils need scoring. Yeah. Like they can score. And the Horvat thing is that he's going to cost a lot. Yeah. So I, th- I think that might be part of it. But it, regardless, I, I you know I think it I just. I derailed the conversation there, but I thought you guys might want to know that. Um, beyond all that, beyond all that, what I, you know, the fan support for Bruce and the respect for Bruce is amazing and it's admirable. And what the Canucks did was, it, first off, I love the press conference when Jim Rutherford's going, well, that's, we did nothing wrong. Uh, because of course, what else is he going to say? But what I can't understand is, why didn't you wait till the summer? For Rick Tockett. Is Rick Tockett such an in-demand coach that you gotta have him? And I had a look at his his record, right? Oh, there it is. I was just gonna ask. Okay, I got his record and I tweeted this out yesterday. He was Tampa Bay's coach in 0809 and 0910. Missed he the was? playoffs both years. Yeah, terrible. I don't remember that. Uh, and then he was Arizona's coach after two cups in Pittsburgh from 17 to 21, which is the John Shaka era. He was their head coach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And his career in 290 games coached, 125 wins, mm-hmm. 131 losses, That's bigger than and 34 that. overtime losses, and he has nine playoff games under his belt, and that was during the 1920 season when they got, in the nine playoff games, a few of those are not actually playoff games. Those are play-in round they games. They won the mm. qualifying And then lost round. the next round. Yes. I don't even remember against who. But the the part you skipped over is the part that Jim Benning would sit here and say that's that's why I need Rick you, you mean Rutherford, which is oh, sorry, the, Jim Rutherford. There's too many Jims. I know. It's the, the it's so it's the it's the Phil Kessel whisper. It's thing? the it's the two years in Pittsburgh. We go to the Stanley Cup final back to back. We win two cups. He's the assistant there. That's where we work together. I know what he can do. That's why I'm bringing him in. An assistant coach is not the same as a head coach. 100%. He might be good at this. I don't know. But he has a bit of a track record. It's not great. And his resume as an assistant coach, I'm not going to say is irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. It can't be irrelevant. It can't be. No. And there could and, and Jim Rutherford has direct experience with Rick Tockett, and we shouldn't dismiss that. However, sure. if and Jesse Marshall, thank God, he helped me he helped me understand this because he tweeted me yesterday. He said he was known as the guy running your offense. Mm-hmm. If he's running your offense, he's great. Because he was obviously he knows a lot about offense. He scored a lot. And 
Phil Kessel played probably the best hockey of his career under Rick Tockett as his direct boss. But at the end of the day, I think you nailed it. A head coach and an assistant are not the same. Not the same. So I was thinking about that too. And how hard is it to play Phil Kessel, a good player? And remember, we're going back like six years here. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to play Phil Kessel, A, either with Evgeny Malkin or B, on the third line? Oh, it's a real hard decision. Are like, are we and, like, and, oh man, he's the he's whisperer. Yeah. And he, like, he also came out of playing in shitty Toronto for five years where he got, he, he got most of the blame for the team just sucking and it was really roster construction. That team was always built terribly yeah, when he this, was on it. This goes back to my theory that Jim Rutherford doesn't know what he's doing. Like, I, I, he, I think he's over the hill. Well, and what, is the, what is this decision making? The, the point I was trying to make with Pittsburgh is you have two first ballot Hall of Fame centers then the line with Phil Kessel. That's Mike Sullivan. That's the head coach. That's the GM drafting. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. It's that's the, no, but that, like that's the head coach keeping Kessel, a perennial like 35 ish goal scorer, away from teams' defenses because he has yeah. two generational talents ahead of him. And Jim Rutherford's sitting there saying, This thing happened in 2016. He was the assistant. I'm going to bring him in. What, and like, what what did talk? What was Talkett's role in all that? I agree, Mike. That's right. good. You should do that. Like, also, I, I don't know. Or no, his his role was, hey, Phil, Phil, you're playing with Crosby and Malkin. You could win a cup. Yeah. Phil, calm down. Like, like it, he it, just it, kept Phil Kessel happy. But here, so the, is it the example I keep thinking of is DJ Smith in Toronto? Uh huh. Because he was known as the Babcock buffer. Babcock was a hard ass. And no one liked him. And in practice, no one liked them. And during the game, no one liked them. And no one liked them. And they would go to DJ and sweet daddy DJ. He would, he would come in and keep cool, my babies. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. And the players loved him. Then he goes to Ottawa. And it's kind of difficult. You know, there are reasons why Ottawa hasn't been that great that aren't DJ Smith's fault. But you're starting to see lineup decisions and Sens fans going, oh, screw this guy. Fire him. It's not the same. Being an assistant and a head coach is just not the and, same. And so, so people are saying, okay, well, he, he was the Phil Kessel whisperer as though Phil Kessel was that hard. He always scored 30 goals. The, the next thing I want to say is, did you bring in a coach to coach the team or did you bring in a coach to satisfy JT Miller or to try to get JT Miller onside? Because JT Miller seems to be, fairly or unfairly, the guy on the team that is most outwardly a problem. If, if ah. he's the guy... Who, who has to be, if, if this is what Rick Tockett's specialty is, then make him an assistant. Yeah, Why does, but you can't pay an assistant $2.75 which is what he's getting. Uh, agreed. I, I, all I'm saying is, uh, I mean, he couldn't have been making that at ESPN, $2.75 or TNT. Even then, they don't pay like that. So the staff is now, it's three former players. Mm-hmm. So we got Rick Tockett, we got Adam Foote, mm-hmm. um, and Gonchar. Sergey Gonchar. Gonchar's, that's a fascinating one. Gonchar is not a fascinating one because it's the same fucking shit. Gonchar <laughs> was the defensive coach for the Pittsburgh team where Latang played 100 minutes and they had no other defensemen and they won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Gonchar's just from that Rick Tockett assistant coach staff. And then he just, he's like, okay, 
I won the cup in Pittsburgh a couple of times. Let's just go get all those guys. They really and do he, just repeat he, everything, eh? It's the same yeah. churning of the same people. And Jim Rutherford's doing nothing special here. See, here I am doing all the corny, oh, you know, you could work with the Russian guys. And nope, you're just like, it's, it's the same shit. You know what I could do? I could go look at the uh, 20, uh, 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. And if I'm building a, a coaching staff, I can just go cross off all those names and say, I'm going to call this guy and bring him in. I can do that. That's not hard. It's not creative. It's not interesting. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's this awful. Is, this is, the, this is the, the thing here is, is that like you bring in a guy with a, a losing record and not just not like a little bit of a losing record. If you count overtime it's losses as losses, yeah. it's significant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like not a 60, playoff. It's not. Pl- pace, yeah, right. it's not a playoff coach. He has no as, proven it, track record. No, and, and so so as you had to coach. move. As you had, had to do this now because <laughs> some other team was going to swoop in and go TNT. Rick Talk, it's mine. You know what's actually kind of interesting is the two teams talk it took over the Lightning and the uh, the Coyotes were in a bit of a similar position to Vancouver. T- uh, Tampa in particular. Okay, we got a few pillars we can really build around. Stamkos was there. Yeah. Hedman was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we still stink <laughs> because, <laughs> because of everything around them. And, and then think- Rick Tockett comes in, and after a couple of years, they still stink. Now, listen, it is hockey. And let me stink. say this. <laughs> the the Vancouver Canucks could do what they did with Bruce Boudreaux last February and go on a tear and and everybody can be like, ah, you idiots from Toronto. What the fuck do you know? Sure. Uh, they could. But the reality is that they still probably don't make the playoffs. The real test of Rick Tockett will not be this year. The no. real te- test of Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvine, Emily Castingay, and Rick Tockett and that regime is going to start in October next year. And 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 here's where we find out whether or not because they've just bought themselves a, t- a stay of execution, right? <laughs> you can't really okay. The season's basically lost. So what are we going to do? Continue to crush them on on being already lost. And and what did Boudreaux say? What did he say? They might be about to go on a heater because they're playing what Chicago, Seattle, or very good. I don't know why. Uh, and, and Columbus, who, Columbus. They they have uh they have a real light schedule to end the season. And it's a good parting shot, by the way. I like. Oh, that. I loved it. But like, even if the, he's he's right to point that out, though, because if the Canucks are good down the stretch, it means dick. It means nothing. They were good last year. They were the Canucks under Bruce Boudreaux last year were great. They were over above five hundred. If you extrapolated it over the course of a season, they make the playoffs. They make mm-hmm. the playoffs, mm-hmm. but that's not how it works. Yeah. They don't start counting the points in at, you know, January or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Right. He has 113 points in 103 games. So yeah. looking at Boudreaux's tenure with the Canucks, like January through April, like the remaining 35 games or whatever they have, borderline irrelevant. I agree. I mean, I, I, what else am I going to say to that? Like, it, it, it really, they have, so if they do win, we've seen this movie. We've seen this That's movie. That's why I'm saying October. Last year. October is when it starts. This is like a few years ago when they had the Incredible Hulk, and then they had the Incredible Hulk, but with a different actor. And I was like, didn't you just do this? And it was the same. It was the same. No, uh, uh, also for Talk It, like, congrats, guys. What a great position to bring in your new guy. <laughs> yeah, like, like the other guy's getting cheered while the other he's guy's exiting. Cheered on his way out, yeah. 
And then they bring him into a press conference and it's like, hey, so what's up with your Twitter? I remember <laughs> I remember I got hired for a job that I was really excited about and I was going to do evenings at a radio station. And the day I was due to walk in, in the morning, they, they told me, don't come in till afternoon because, you know, you don't need to be and you don't start till seven o'clock or whatever. So I come in for two. The day I walk in there, they let 13 people go. Oh, Jesus. 13 people. Oh, wow. And then they said, by the way, you're not doing evenings now. You're doing afternoons. And you're going to and you're going to stay in afternoons until we can find someone in afternoons to do. E so then you can move to evenings. And I was there for two and a half months doing afternoons, which oh, I didn't expect God. to do. And I was working six days a week. And I can remember the staff that were that were left over. It took them like a month to warm up to me. And I could be in, as nice as I wanted to. But the friends had just been let go. And here's this new guy. And I was 21, 22. And I, I so Rick Tockett's got to be feeling a little bit like that with the, but extrapolated with the entire Canucks fan base. Even if he is successful, people just straight up don't like him right now. And it's not really his fault. I think, I think, listen, uh, uh, you're not going to see this on the major media, but there were some minor media that picked this up. And, and, and I think it's worth mentioning uh, there was a, some questionable shit on his Twitter account, and he's now Rick deleted Tockett. it. Rick Tockets, mm -hmm. yeah, some real stuff where you go, you maybe maybe have a burner account, man, at least. Um, but uh, so people already don't like him for that. Of, they don't like it for what happened to Bruce. A lot of porn. 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 It was dating like, back years. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Did I tell you guys this yeah, story? Did I say this? Like last week. Yeah, yeah, like. He's, but I want to hear it again. Old man uses Twitter, right? Like, have a burner. <laughs> Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just always shocked it, is, it gets to the point where people discover it and no PR person has done the due diligence we're, for we're, them. Like we saw this with Dusty Emo, right? Where, not even that, like where's the TNT staff? Like well, not a, even the Canucks looking at it. Like where's the TNT PR being like, Hey, Hey Rick, you know, you come in one day, just like, Hey, you might, you might want to just not do this. Jesse with the very good point. That's a really good point. Oh, wow. you, you worked at the end yeah. up until last week. Yeah. Jesse with the very good point. So all that said, I mean, Rick Tockett, mm -mm. Uh, Twitter account aside, hasn't really done anything wrong here. The, the Who you should be directing your anger and wrath at is the group behind these greatest hits such as Bruce Boudreaux and Rachel Dory and 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 JT uh, Miller's contract and Bo Horvat's Bo Horvat probably getting traded and like just it adds and adds and adds and at the at the top of this mountain guys above Jim Rutherford sits whom Francesco Aquilini and that is where the blame lies if it is your organization yeah you first and foremost yes he hires people to take the shit for him I get it Jim Rutherford's been doing the hell out of his job this week. He sure has. to be Aquilini's dartboard. Two 50-minute press conferences. Two. Yeah. And contradicting himself. And we've had this conversation before where when an executive makes enough statements that don't make sense mm -hmm. or contradict themselves, you know they're not necessarily telling the truth because they can't. I think that's Jim Rutherford. Sure. But at the end of the day, if you want to direct your ire at something... The only person that has been here the entire time is the owner. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask something. I want to spin this a little bit. What is it going to take? And you said it. You said it on the last show. And I don't think you remember saying it. I don't. What is it going to take to get the Toronto Maple Leafs to do the right thing 
and hire Bruce Boudreaux as the assistant to the regional manager, whatever it is, hashtag come home, Bruce. Have him like direct people to their seats. Like have a, whatever. Offer him, just be like, Bruce, how do we get you to work here? <laughs> Adam Lascaris retweeted and he's retweeted my tweet yesterday and was like, what if he just hung out with Carlton and just brought good vibes? Honest to goodness, like, <laughs> bring him into the building and just be like, here's Bruce Boudreaux. We would cheer him. You know how they bring out former Leafs? Yeah. And they give out a jersey? He's Boudreaux, a former Leaf. He would get... Oh, yeah, he is a former Leaf. Yes, he was a Marlboro before that. And it won it, he was amazing. Come on. Now, would he be contractually allowed? Uh, the Leafs would have to pay him. But what the fuck do they care? Just give him <laughs> tickets and have him show up. Well, he's an alumni. Then he's, then he's a fan and an alumni. Yeah. And literally, and just put him on camera so he can wave. And he points at his jersey. Yep. And he's... And we all go, ah, <laughs> oh, they got to bring him on somehow. Okay. Remember the dark guy shift? Yeah. From, from the Caps game? We yeah. need the Boudreaux shift where the Leafs are down two nothing. And, and they show him on the screen. Boudreaux on the screen. <laughs> and Kadri's like, you know what? You're right. And then he just goes out there and wrecks shop and Matthew scores. And we're all happy about it. <laughs> and they end up winning game three in overtime. Um, he what? didn't. He he didn't play a, like he didn't play full seasons with the Leafs. He was always back and forth between the A and the NHL. But he played a couple game a couple seasons. He had 40, 40 games. One season with the Leafs in 80, 81. 39 games, twenty four points. Not bad. Let's but with, go. But with the Marlboros, he was like like whoa, who the hell is this guy? Sixty nine games played. He had hundred nice! one hundred sixty five points. Let's go. What? Yeah, in the Marlboros with the OHA. Wow. Which is I think the pr- precursor to the. CHL, like OHL, basically. Oh, holy shit. Okay, Jesse, click on him. Guaranteed he's not even the highest scorer on that team. Which team? On the Toronto Marlboros right there. This, which year? Where they had uh, the one where he had 165 points. Guaranteed he wasn't even the highest No, scorer. he is, but Tinelli. Oh, shit, he is by a wide Tinelli, Napier, and John Anderson also. Yeah. Jeez. They're a good team. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, bring Bruce home. Come home, Bruce. Hashtag come home, Bruce. Hashtag Bruce. Oh, the head coach was George Armstrong. No way. <laughs> really? <laughs> of the 1974-75 Toronto Marlboros, George Armstrong was the head coach. With a record of 48-13-9. And, and those nine That's were wild. ties. <laughs> wow. The uh, the early 80s Marlboros. What a wagon, year? Apparently. What year? Because so Jim Ruth, or Bruce Boudreaux was a uh, two-time draft pick, mm-hmm. WHA and NHL. What year? In what round, Steve Dangle, did the Toronto Maple Leafs draft Boost Boudreaux? Uh, 78 in the fourth. 75 Whoa. in the third. Oh! You're very close with those numbers. Oh, uh, not really. That's I'll give you that. Point. That's a, that's a 70.75 out of yeah. With no clues. Yeah, no that hits. was good. Now, as Leaf fans, we need to click on that draft year and see who they could have had instead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Who Let's could they do it. Who is Noah the Hannafin? No! Oh my God! Oh! Noah Hannafin went right, right <laughs> after Bruce Boudreaux. You know, it's, can oh, you believe it? So the guy after is a guy named Mike O'Connell, and he played 860 games. The one who got away, Mike O'Connell. Greg Smith uh, went to the California Golden Seals. He had 288 points in 829 games. Bob Ritchie. Uh, Nick Ritchie's dead. Yeah, you're right about Greg Smith. I, I made that know. up. I don't uh, know if Willie that's true. Plett went to the Atlanta Flames. <laughs> he played 800 games. You could have made that up. I know. The, some of these, I did. Uh, Don Edwards, 400. Uh, Ted Bully. 
Uh, Paul yeah. Holmgren? Hey, there you go. There you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> There's a name. <laughs> Could have had Paul Holmgren. There's a guy. Changed the whole landscape. Oh my God. How many rounds? 16 rounds. That's so dumb. Honestly, not a great draft class. Russ Anderson, who is got, who has got to be the quietest. Or sorry, Russ Anderson. Uh, that was point. Um, like the best, probably the best player drafted is Dennis Marouk. I would no. Think. Dave Taylor played a, a one thousand one hundred and eleven game. Yeah, but, but, but Dennis Marouk scored had, sixty goals and had a book written about him. Marouk had more points than him. So he yeah, crapped. Dave Taylor had four hundred and thirty-one goals. Yeah, but Marouk had Dennis Marouk did not. Oh, Dave Taylor had. Well, okay, yeah, Dave Taylor had a thousand okay. points. Okay, what are you and, talking about? <laughs> and then Mel Bridgman. Put respect on Dave Taylor's name. Only Flyers fans will remember Mel I Bridgman. I won't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Doug Jarvis wasn't a bad draft pick for the Leafs that year. Doug Jarvis. They named a street after him. Boy, did we get completely sidetracked. Who cares? Um, listen, I'm, uh, I'm all 15th about the 15th round, Dave Taylor. I know. What? Stupid. Damn. <laughs> Thousand points. Could have had That's, Dave Taylor. They probably had. They probably had. <laughs> Leads to all their many, problems today. They probably had that many rounds because they didn't want the WHA. Because Boudreaux was drafted in the WHA as well. He chose to go NHL. They probably had that many rounds to be like, no, we're taking everyone who even can put on skates and, and just to make sure the WHA doesn't get them. That was uh, something I wanted to look up when uh, Ovechkin scored his 800th goal because we're all looking at him beating Gretzky's record of professional goals. I wanted to look up, or sorry, of NHL goals. I wanted to look up what the record for professional goals was and I decided it was too much work. Okay. Oh, you didn't? That's a quick Google, is it? Well, not? no, so you gotta... Here's the problem. You have to cut off. You have to create a cutoff for um, leagues you're willing to call professional. Mm. No, I want them all. All professional leagues. Yeah. If some, if you get a paycheck, like I want the bare minimum professional league. What's Jesse, the answer? Jesse, I want you to look up a player named Tony Hand. Oh, I've heard of Tony Hand. Tony Hand, the <laughs> Scottish Gretzky. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know Tony Hand. From yeah. Edinburgh, Scotland, I believe. He's the greatest hockey player of all time. He's the greatest hockey player of all time and just chose to destroy England. <laughs> and not come to Edmonton, right? He yeah. briefly did he and there, then left. Yeah, he was there for like a uh, thing. He played three WHL games, scored four goals, four assists for eight points, and left. There's the career totals. Career t you can't do it. A reference. Oh, my good lord. The Vancouver Canucks are currently playing three, paying three coaches $7.5 million until the end of the year. Seems bad. Talkit, 275. Boudreaux, 2. Green, 275. Now, you can, it, you know, depends how you look at life. You could be like, well, that's Francesco Aquilini, uh, Aquilini. There's a man willing to spend the money it takes to make his team great. Or you could look at it like, ah, he might not be very good at this. He's always been willing to spend. It's just not on the right people. No. On, like until about, well, 10 years ago he was. Uh, but since then, it's been pretty bad. Big money bazooka guy. Yeah. he. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I was, uh, I was talking back and forth with one of our listeners. And they're like, there was somebody last year. Because when, when, when the Canucks posted Welcome Rick Tockett, um, they got ratioed. Mm -hmm. Like they had more oh. angry replies than likes or retweets. And somebody, somebody in my timeline was like, I think this happened to somebody last year. Brad Larson. It was Brad Larson. Yeah. He, he looked it up. And Brad Larson, that uh, reception did not go well. And it has not gone well. The Brad Larson era in Columbus. As opposed to what? I mean, yeah, I know. That's so not on Brad Larson. 
No. Like, the, the players he's coaching, like, the roster isn't there to compete. I got a question. I know Yarmo's really smart, but I am sort of wondering where he's going with this sometimes with Columbus, you know? At some point, I... I Connor Bedard? Well, well yeah, yeah. Fantilli? If like, if they if they really strike it rich, there's a lot draft. of teams that are like, well, Connor Bedard could really turn this around. Like that, you can't yeah. hinge everything on that. I wonder if Yarmo's like, okay, if we don't get one of these three kids, especially Bedard, like maybe I should go somewhere else. <laughs> I think he's a smart enough GM that I think he could really make some noise and bang some drums for sure. I just I don't. Columbus has got to make up their mind about competing man <laughs> like you you got to spend to compete and i just don't know if they can do it like you got to spend a bit yeah for crying out loud well maybe maybe they're hoping that next draft pick is you get connor bedard it changes absolutely everything and they did spend yep. i mean they got Gaudreau. they are spending yeah like, like yeah. Gaudreau, Gaudreau, Line A, Bedard doesn't sound like a bad one. Yeah, and then they got Eric Goodbranson. shit. Yeah. You know, they went and but they bought they, yeah. Eric Goodbranson. Who, for a lot of money. Like, that Goodbranson yeah. deal isn't cheap. I think it's $4 million a year. Maybe I'm overanalyzing a season where they're meant to be bad anyway. You know what I mean? I know. It just, be, if this was by accident, I would have a point. But, like, no, we all thought they'd be, like, bottom five, and here they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Think you know which way it's going to go? The Canucks didn't. <laughs> hey, and I don't when it comes to football. Make your bet at Sports Interaction. We're on the road to the Super Bowl, and Sports Interaction has you covered pregame, live betting in all major sports, and of course, prop bets. You want to bet? You go to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN, or check out the QR code in this video. You can click. Easy. Boom. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Hey, so there's some other things that, that happened over the weekend, if you can believe it. Riding hunt. That were actually pretty dramatic, all things considered. Um, Eric Engels wrote a pretty spicy piece at sportsnet.ca. Canadians doctors should have shut Cole Caulfield down earlier. Yeah, this is interesting. And it, and what's wild is it looks like they might have to do it to another player as well. Here's what I want to just read. You know, when, when Eric, Eric is very, we've had him on the show like this. Eric is very measured. Dry. Uh, until. <laughs> He's quite dry. Until he, he waits for his spots and then he goes. Yep. And this one he went. Here, I'm going to read you these two paragraphs. Shortly after dropping this bombshell, as the team hit the ice for its morning skate in preparation, and the bombshell is that he'd missed the rest of the year with the shoulder surgery uh, for a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Canadians clarified that Clawfield, uh, who was a participant in Friday's practice, was playing with this injury for a while. And I'm assuming it's a separated shoulder that will require the surgery to fix it. The next sentence is great. Why their medical staff would allow him to do so in a season in which results have been stated as secondary to development is absolutely mind-boggling. See, he's been one of the best five-on-five -five offensive players in the NHL all year. So maybe they were like, well, <laughs> can't be that wrong. But we can't figure out why Canadians medical staff wouldn't have intervened sooner. Decisions like these were questionable in years past when Shea Weber and Carey Price were permitted to play through serious injuries. But they were also somewhat justifiable considering the circumstances, Stanley Cup and that sort of thing. But again, the Canadians aren't chasing anything um, other than more favorable draft positioning. And this is something that Eric insinuates in the rest of the piece. It's happening a lot. And mm. at what point is Montreal going, okay, like, like, yes, we want to win or whatever. But you've got Caulfield 
playing through a separated shoulder for what? This week. This week is when they make the decision to pull the shoot. And um, do you think he was playing through the injury because he wanted to make sure the contract was signed first? Mm, mm, that's like, interesting. Like, is it is it, it? And I wonder this. To in fairness to the Montreal uh, medical staff, is is he saying it's not bad? It's not bad. And I'm not saying his agent is saying this, but let's say his agent or somebody says, "Listen, it's not signed till it's signed. So you want to keep playing until it's signed, and then take your time." Yeah, it's really tough because you got to know. You gotta know stuff like that, and uh, unless they just out and say it, or some insider leaks it, you're just not going to know. Like, I wonder if Kent Hughes had some conversation, like, listen, you playing through this is not going to affect the number. That's what I'm saying. Positively Mm -hmm. or negatively, we need to do what's best long term. I think, generally speaking, and there are exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, if you ask a hockey player if they're good to go, they will say yes. Yeah, and this right. is a situation in the piece where if this is the playoffs, Cole Caulfield can play. Yes. They, they say he can play another 10, 15, 20 games on this shoulder if he wants to. But we we reached the point a lot earlier in this Montreal season where we know there's nothing on the line, so you don't need to push it to where he could get injured further. It reminds me a bit, and I said this in the LFR, it reminds me a bit of James Van Riemsdyk, the year the Leafs were... Uh, was it the Horacek year or the le- the year they were trying to finish last? I think I think it was the 15-16 year where around this time of year, so like late January, uh, they shut him down. Could he have played through that? I bet he could have. I mean, most players probably could play through what ails them. They just wouldn't be very good. But in the least case, it didn't make any sense to shut him down. Players play through gruesome stuff all the time. Remember Evander Kane? I believe when he was with the Winnipeg Jets, he was playing through, I think it was a shoulder issue and the Jets were dicking him around. They were, they were fighting and everything. And he said, you know what? I'm going to get the surgery. And so he goes and he gets the surgery. And then shortly after he's traded to Buffalo Mm -hmm. um, because Buffalo was willing to take that. Um, This is what screws up LTIR is we were willing to point out the convenient timing and there's always convenient timing, but these players' bodies take such abuse. They're all playing through stuff, and at any moment, they can activate and be like, okay, I'm just going to go rest it. And then they're on LTIR. But it's in the Montreal Canadiens' best interest to look at as many of their injured players as possible and be like, don't bother rehabbing. Just do this properly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. go get the surgery. You don't need to force through for the next 20 games. Now, there's also the issue of teams prefer that you rehab injuries. Um, very often. Yes, because the surgery is usually the second best option. It's less yeah. invasive and this and that and that. I Separated shoulder, I don't think you can do anything about that. Yeah, I don't think that was Cole Caulfield's case because I don't think playing NHL games is part of your rehab. <laughs> so... And Josh Anderson apparently talked to him before that because Josh had the same surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said it's... It, he's like his shoulder... His, his constructed surgery is shoulder... Is, that shoulder is stronger than the other one. Now. He said, like, it's, it's his reconstructed shoulder is well, stronger than his other shoulder. Yes, that's what he said. Interesting. And that, you know, listen, um, I think that uh, the shoulder surgery that we're talking about here is just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I, I, my dad had it. It's not, it's the only thing that's a pain in the ass is the rehab from it, but you actually do come back pretty strong. It's not like other surgeries where there's a definite drop off and whatever. Yeah, that's just a message to your buddy that you're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, go do it. Don't be don't be worried about it. You'll be back to 100% eventually. 
So, and like, I don't know if he's had major surgeries before. Like that could be a thing too. Like, well, what if I just don't want to get surgery? Yeah. Cause it sounds like it sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the player had to be encouraged into it. I don't know. Um, I, we're going to see this more and more and more. And we saw it with Josh Norris. Uh, yes. And, which we should talk about. Uh, so he was out for a very long time. He comes back. He leaves. He shut down for the season. We're going to see this a lot more. And you know what? It works in two ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's good strategically because you're going to solidify your case to compete for Connor Bedard. The Sens have a a rookie as their second line center right now, Ridley Grieg. And um, also your injured players will uh, heal properly. Yeah. He came like there, there has to be something where. Like that, what happened in Ottawa is like this guy came back and within a week it's re-injured. It means he wasn't ready. You got eight, nine months between now and training camp to really take time off and get better. Dude, if you're not trying to to make the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure Montreal and Ottawa have both come to that realization, it might not be our year, um, do it. Why not? I think you're going to see a ton of teams shut guys down. Uh, heading into the All-Star break and coming out of the All-Star break. Because it's going to be it's going to be really hard to compete with Chicago because <laughs> they know how to suck and they're <laughs> sucking the hardest. And th- there's going to be teams, you know, we had we had some tough conversations over the All-Star break and uh, we we think it's best that we shut them down. Mm-hmm. You you're going to see you're going to see that guaranteed. Oh yeah. Uh Daryl Sutter. So first off, I just want to throw out there some other drama that happened over the weekend is Boo. a Tampa Bay Lightning fan threw their jersey on the ice. Yeah, it was in Calgary, though. I know. But it was, it, that was, that was somebody trolling. Yeah, that's someone, not, that wasn't real. Someone asked me about that during the stream, and I go, guaranteed there's a TikTok somewhere of the guy doing it. Yeah, like, that's where I saw it. And then I saw I, it on I the TikTok. It. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, it's just being. Yeah, it's a fucking troll. Um, Daryl Sutter. <laughs> uh, this is for a tweet from Eric Francis. Daryl Sutter can't bring himself to buy into the city's excitement over Jakob Pelletier's uh, debut. Asked what he thought of the game. He asked, what's his number? And then grabbed the game sheet and read his stats. 21 years of age. It's got a long way to go. So the, I'm trying to find it for Jesse. The video of the quote is actually so much worse and just makes him seem like a complete jerk. Right here. I can look it up. You keep going. Tell tell us why I saw it on the flames nation, but it's basically, uh, like he seemed resentful he was even being asked about a rookie about a player playing in his first game oh jesse found it go ahead and play it or he's in the middle of no sorry sorry i jumped the gun give me a second i jumped the gun but he see he seemed resentful he seemed dismissive to the reporter he seemed dismissive to the idea that uh a player playing their first game is interesting at all um you know this is and i'm gonna point this out as as many times as I can, because uh, like I'm not stupid. There are a number of people who the media will always be wrong, no matter what, because they are anti-media and they've been fed anti-media stuff. That's their diet. And they just eat it up. So often, especially like sports journalism, dude, sports journalists are out to get you. Are you sure? Are you sure? Wait till you deal with uh, fucking Rick Westhead, mm-hmm. right? Who's who is uh, like a capital J journalist with a slant towards sports, right? You, oh yeah, yeah. Your everyday beat reporters are so hard on the team. So often, 
reporters just go, here's a softball. Here is a, like, just, here's a little bit of basically PR, except I don't work for the team. Here's an opportunity for you to be like, oh yeah, kid's good. He earned his way. And I remember my first game and he just goes, not a big deal. Don't care. Julian McKenzie tweeted that his stat line was six, six minutes, 50, 14 shifts, uh, average 29 seconds a shift, uh, one shot on goal. Go ahead, Jesse, play it. What did you think of Peltier's debut? Uh, what's that? What did you think of Jacob's first few shifts in the NHL? Uh, Jacob Peltier. What number is he? That's kind of funny. 49. Six minutes, 35 seconds, 13 shifts, average 30 seconds a shift. Got 43 seconds in the power play, played five minutes, 52 seconds, had one shot and goal and one hit. That reporter, I don't know who it was, is like, so what'd you think? And he read off the stat sheet like some dismissive asshole. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the bit, though. Is, is he doing a bit? Yeah. It wasn't very funny. That's what I've heard from Flames fans on this the Sutter because this one went viral and they're like no he does this every time when a reporter asks something that should be positive he goes negative and when they ask something mundane and he goes super positive that's what I saw and I was like yes, I don't find that funny <laughs> but if that's his his humor then uh-huh, have uh-huh. at it uh-huh. yeah you get the John Tavares <laughs> laugh you get the front foot laugh for that one uh-huh. that's a front no, so, 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 but the reporter tries to follow up like no, Daryl, I asked you a question. Beyond the stats. Beyond the stats. And then this other reporter asked their question. Uh, and can we... Played five minutes, 52 seconds. Had one shot and goal and one hit. Beyond the stats. What did you learn just from being on the bench and seeing what the veterans on the team are doing? It's the NHL. 21 years old. Got a long ways to go. Cool. Thanks, Daryl. I think he thinks it's funny. And I don't think anybody else thinks it's funny. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> I have a show that I used to like watching, and now I hate watch it. Sort of. It's called Yellowstone. Nah, it's the worst yeah. writing in television. Uh, and but you know the characters are just so ridiculous, and I like cowboy shit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch some cowboy shit. And John Dutton is a ridiculous character because. He is a television show character. He's fictional, you see. Mm. He can't talk to people in real life. No one could talk to someone in real life the way John Tutton talks to people. You'd be like, hey, asshole, why are you talking to me like that? Yeah. No one talks like that. Except this is this is what it would be like if John Dutton was a real person. You, oh, you're not like charming and stoic. You just seem like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thanks, thanks, Daryl. The other thing is, trying to do my job and give you softballs, but the the other thing is, the kid's twenty-one, and you just say, uh, you know, you could say something along the lines of, "Listen, you know, he's got a long way to go, but we're really uh, excited about his promise." Played hard tonight. You you could have given such a a dismissive non-answer, and it would have been better. Like Daryl, you don't have to do this. Stop parading him out, especially especially a kid. That's the one thing. I think that's where people took exception and why it stood out is because yeah. it's his first game. You barely played him anyway. And it's and and so you just sort of like you're just testing this guy out. Just just say something neutral. 
Just be mm. neutral. His own former players have referred to his pregame speeches as eulogies. Like, I mean, oh, really? But he's been to the Stanley Cup final a bunch of times. He's won the cup a couple times. Can't tell him shit, I guess. Like, I don't know. I wonder if Sutter has anything to do with Matt, Matt Kachuk and Goudreau not wanting to be there. Oh, you think? I, I, I wonder about that. Uh, although they had the best years of their career with him. Yeah. Um, what, if I hate my, what if I hate my boss? Well, if you have the option. Which they did. Yeah. I what if leave. I could make more money and not work for the guy I hate? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to put up with this. Yeah. Somebody who could just give me a thumbs up when I do a good job. Milk the Daryl Sutter cow and go make 10 million bucks somewhere else. Okay. Seems like a good career path. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know if your head coach is helping with your, your locker room at that point. I'm not. This has nothing to do with whether or not he's a good or a bad coach. I just like you don't need to speak to people like that. No. What's your problem? No. This isn't how we do things anymore. Like, I guess this worked in a yeah. bygone era, but not anymore. Like, stop thinking to all the features where, like, oh, you know, he's just, he appreciates that farm in life. <laughs> like, no, man, he's been in the National Hockey League for the better part of, like, 35 years as a player and coach. He knows he's had to speak to people as part of his employment for Decades and decades, you don't have to speak to people like this. No. What a jerk. Completely he just nice. comes across as a jerk. Right. And then I'm sure he's not a bad... There's it's a difference needless. between a bad person and a jerk. It's I needless. don't think he's a bad person, but he's being a jerk. It's needless. It's needless. Saying, it's needless. There's Why no are you point. being a jerk? Um, okay, so that that's, that's some of the other dramatic... But there's other drama, guys. You may have what? missed that Bruce Cassidy called out Jack Eichel. Ooh. Did you miss that? Ooh, sure did. Jack just hasn't been the same driving force for us that he was at the start of year at both ends of the ice. The expectations are not being met from Jack. He needs to be better for us, especially as we're down a few guys that create offense for us. He needs to be one of the drivers. Mm. In his last three games, he has an assist and a minus four rating. That is bad. That is bad. He has 15 goals, 34 points on 33 games this year. But that is, I, I, take, that, take that quote out of Vegas and put that in Toronto. It's explosive. About Austin Matthews. Put it in Buffalo. There even. would be, there would be conversations on the Fan 590 right now. Austin is definitely not going to sign after a quote like that. Yep. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Sorry, excuse me. The longest radio name in history. CJC. Get it right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, that was, that's what would happen. Yeah. And TSN 1052. Let's not forget about that. Overdrive. Oh, boo. Sponsored by but, but Pinties. Like, you know, and I guess Jack signed to a long-term deal and nobody wants to leave <laughs> Vegas, so that's great. Yeah. But I, I just, I look at this and I think, man, that's a pretty searing indictment on your best player. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to his top guy, and why not? I mean, I mean, you're making... <sighs> we've had this conversation with the, the Leafs players a few times. You're making world-beater money. Yeah, well, it's not working out because of this and that and that. I, uh, I uh, don't care, actually. Uh, you're making world beater money. It, if it's two digits, the uh, there's something about when it goes from no nights nine, off nine to a ten. Not only no nights off, you are expected to be the best player on the ice every time you're out there. No right. golden and, nights. <laughs> Woo! Hey, no sleep in Vegas. It's, I don't it, know why that took me so long. There's a difference too. But it's like it's like why they price things at nine ninety nine instead of ten bucks. There's nope. a human thing with that. Because $9.99, I can afford that. $10.00 I go, what am I, made of money? 
I can't have three guys on my team making that kind of money. No oh, team. But no nine, team has ever 9. done that. 9.95? Yeah. Look at this budget team. So, wow. I am the GM of the year. <laughs> Runner-up, because Lou won it again. But <laughs> I am the runner-up. I am the second best. Do you think Lou just in intimidates people into winning the GM of the year? Do you just calls them and goes? They don't have to. No, it's it's who votes on it. Is GM voted by GMs? Who votes on? I, I know they vote for Vez now. Weirdly, right? I think they. I think it is the GM. Is GM? Yeah. 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 The it's award, which is chosen by the general managers and a panel of executives and media. Oh is held on the after the second round of the playoffs, which I think is bullshit. That yeah. should be held after the... Uh, it should be either held after the regular season or after the finals. We're including the playoffs or we're not including no, the playoffs. No, only one round of the playoffs. That's so dumb. You can't do that. Or two, Is it two rounds or one round? It's one, uh, after the second round. That's stupid. That's two rounds. <laughs> Half the playoffs. Like, you can't yeah. make a decision like that. Let's go. Are we including the regular season in this or not? Imagine you had an MVP trophy like that, yeah. where it's, if we award it in the middle of the playoffs, but yeah. it's for the regular season plus the first two rounds, but the last two rounds don't count. Okay, the first two round con Smythe goes to Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> And he accepts Congrats, it. Congrats, Leon, you're halfway there. Yeah, grumbly before getting Ridiculous. summarily yeah. swept. Why are you so pissy? Man, that's still a thing. That's still a thing that happened. Still a thing. Uh, what more, were we talking about? More drama from this week. Well, Jack Eichel being called out. Um, oh. More drama from this weekend. They need Shea Theodore to come back. Because he's yeah. one of those guys who creates offense for them. And he's on my fantasy team. Come uh, back, Shea. More drama from this weekend. The Blackhawks. Have you seen this? I don't know. Looking yeah. like a bunch of fools. They better make some trades soon. Uh -oh. The Blackhawks have a ton of pressure on them to make a trade. Do you know why? They're winning. That's right. They are 6-1-0 and in their last seven yeah. games. And are they really? Out yeah. of the Bedard sweepstakes as of now. Wow. As of so this recording. No, no. They're not out. out of that one out. loss. That one loss in those seven must have been that uh, crazy one where they got handled by Seattle. The Chicago Blackhawks are currently two points out of no, 30 seconds. No, out. <laughs> you know what though you know what so yeah they're two points out of dead last but yeah. they were in dead last by like eight or ten yes but they're pretty get recent. Back can there. i just blow it out of proportion for a second they're guys? getting back there they're fine they lost their last game yeah see they're doing it right they're back yeah. on track columbus won what a bunch of idiots i hope oh montreal God. montreal needs to start getting sucking harder they gotta get bad yeah get no, bad. i want montreal to get that bedard pick That'd be nice. This you're starting to see teams really settle in. The Coyotes won yesterday, bunch of idiots. But uh, the Ducks eight. have continued to be depressing. The Sharks are really sinking yes, into their role of being bums. But they better move Carlson now, like move him or Meyer to the Leafs. And they were trying for to a third. Like, apparently, really they're a asking. Not only are they asking for you to take all of Carlson's salary, but apparently a first round or potentially two for him. No, it, uh, the rumor was three. And First rounders? Yeah, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You want me to? It, so he makes, I wouldn't even give you one. It's eleven and a half, right? Yeah, eleven and a half mil for like a like a permanently injured player, basically. Uh huh. Who's having a good year after a couple of uh, okay ones? No, he's having a like a legendary offensive year. Yeah. But first of all, you're a good team. Do you need a guy to run your power play? No. I mean, probably not. Good teams don't need that. This is the Tyson Berry lesson that we learned. But also, um. Like, at the drop of a hat, you're not going to see him for the next year. I don't know if he can... <laughs> That's mean. It's true. It's not wrong. That's mean. It's true. It's mean. True. It's 
It's me. It's true. Don't say that about D'Artagnan. Don't you dare. Whoa, hey, because okay. of the facial hair? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I always thought he looked like a musketeer. And, and it's in a good way. I love the musketeers. It's a, it. it's, a, it's a thing where, I mean, obviously your first ask is going to be a little bit bananas because you always have to give in negotiations yeah. them something to say no to. But that, uh, that's, that is wild. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm not giving you three firsts. You're retaining money. I'm also sending you money. Like, what, what are you talking about? 11 and a half? No. No. No, for a guy who's having his first truly great season in five years? Yep. Stop it. The Anaheim Ducks have five regulation wins. <laughs> it's January 23rd. <laughs> By the way, Linus Olmark Whoa. has five times as many wins. Uh, oh he's God. the fastest goaltender in history to hit 25. Uh, wins, not all of them is in regulation, but all the same, Linus Olmark. Unbelievable. Um, I want to ask you about, I'm going to move on from this. Uh, the Marlies have not lost in 2023. Nice. And Joseph Wall hasn't lost in even longer. Pretty wild. He's 11-0. and 0. Um, And, you know, like, I think, I think you know, we, we should, as Leaf fans, sort of pay attention to that. They've The Marlies Absolutely. have sort of become, have faded to the background because there were a lot of players on the Leafs for a long time that you were expecting to make the jump. Like the last ones that I really fully, you know, remember being like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Andreas Janssen, Kasperi Kapanen, and those, that last era. And there have been players that have made the jump since, but it has been less sort of significant, I would Mm -hmm. say. Right. But it seems as though they're building up again and becoming quite the force in the AHL. So it'll be interesting to see what the Leafs can pull from that uh, come playoff time. Um, Now there's a couple of things. There's one football story I want to tell you. Oh, let's go. Then there's a video that Jesse sent me that we want to play for you. Um, and then we have Bachelor Bios. Okay, we're version on like a couple hours here I know. recording. Um, or should we save the video for next time? Should we save the video? Sure, we can do this stuff. Uh, I want to get to this. <laughs> the Marlies are currently on one of my favorite road trips. So they went on a five-game road oh, trip. Yeah. It is the annual Toronto Boat Show road trip. Oh, Put some summer no. in your winter. The Toronto I Boat love Show. I love the Toronto Marlies for their very specific niche road trips. So they do two very long ones every year. One is for the boat show that's currently going on. And then the other one is for... The Royal Winter Fair. The Royal Winter (laughs) Fair. That's right. It's so much fun niche sports stuff. And um, this weekend, the Coca-Cola Coliseum was flooded and it's turned into an ocean and they just have boats running around. Mm -hmm. It's fucking awesome. That's wild. wild. And then they go play hockey there in a week. Have I told you guys that I I water skied (laughs) and wakeboarded on that? We've played it on the show. Yeah. Tell the story again. For BT, I was doing a live hit for the boat show. And they're like, well, you're putting a wetsuit on. And it was absolutely frigid in that water. Oh. It is so cold. Yeah, they just melt the ice. Yeah. 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 Did they yeah. just melt the ice? No, they don't. They actually pump in new you water. Imagine? That'd be hilarious. Um, uh, last story here before we get to Bachelor Bios, which is I know everybody wants. Jesse, were you watching the foosball this weekend? Football. Yes. yes. What happened between the Giants and the Eagles during the game? Uh, the Eagles won. That's right. Yeah. Right. The Eagles win. That's yeah. a big win. Okay. 38 to 7. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a, Giants were a very public team. A lot of a lot of people were believing that the Giants could do it. And Jalen Hurts is like, hello, I'm back. Yeah. Hello. 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 I'm Jalen Hurts. Also, the the Philly, uh, the Eagles are like 15 and 3 this year. The Giants are 10, 8 and 1. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a mismatch. But they're trailing off towards the end of the regular season. So everyone's yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure, sure about the Eagles. And then, yeah. Not so much. Yeah, also, the Eagles are sort of perennial, like, 
They're like the Cowboys a little bit. There's a lot of playoff. Yeah, no, they got, they got that Super Bowl. No, they got the one Super Bowl. Yeah, versus yeah. the Patriots. Yeah, though. and then yeah. the guy dressed up in an outfit. And he made that big promo in front of everyone in Philadelphia. And they're like, you're ridiculous. We like you. <laughs> now. You fit our brand. Now. Where is this going? Well, um, do you remember the story? Do you remember the, the Danbury Trashers uh, uh, thing on Netflix? The Netflix yes. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. What did the athletic trainer do to every team that came into the building? Oh, he messed up their locker rooms. He messed up their locker room. What were some of the things that he did? Uh, I want to say everything was wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd screw up like something with like, didn't he take away the seats or something? He just, yeah, took away the seats and the showers were always cold. Showers Mm -hmm. were always cold. Right. So I just thought you'd find it interesting that the New York Giants went to Philadelphia and the hotel they happened to stay at reportedly had no running water. No way. Way. For several hours. For several hours. Now, they, the pipes broke. So the sh- players couldn't take showers the morning of, <laughs> and then they were able to get the water back on. But I just thought it was of funny. all the cities it's going to happen in mm. Philly, huh? Yeah. Philly? In, a little Philly. At the hotel where the Giants are staying. Like if there was a bet on this happening, Philadelphia is the city I'm picking. Oh, yeah. All day. Oh, yeah. Where did Michael Jordan allegedly get food poisoning? That's where a good was question. that? The flu game. Like where did the flu game happen? Where he said it wasn't the flu, it was actually food poisoning. That would have been the finals. Uh, and people uh, were like, that's, that's okay, Michael. The Jazz. Jazz. Utah, Utah Jazz. Oh, it was in the Utah. 1997 game Just five. a little off. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> Just the other side of the country Just in the mountains. Just a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Do we believe that story? No, no, no. no. The, whatever fucking lie Michael Jordan told in the doc that's not true. Where he got like... <laughs> Like a shady pizza. Pizza. Yeah. pizza. I, no. think he, I think he was hungover. Yeah, he was either partying yeah. or something, you know? He liked to boogie back then. He yeah. did. He did. Like, they all, they all said that, you know, I think that's part of the reason that, um, uh, what was his name? That with all the, why can't I remember his name? Not Scottie Pippen, but Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman took all the party all the party stories, right? Mm-hmm. So when, if Pippen and Jordan were out partying, it's like, well, it's never going to be as bad as Dennis Rodman. So he's the one that's going to get the coverage. They gave Dennis Rodman a free weekend to go party in Vegas. And then had to go get him. They <laughs> <laughs> had to go fetch him. All right, him. Dennis, come on back. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a wild documentary. Half of it's not true, uh, but it's great. Oh, yeah. Easily the best part of that documentary. The, uh, the worst beef in the history of mankind is Pippin versus Jordan. Why can't they just get what? along? Yeah. Man? I want them to get you along. You guys, you did one of the greatest things in sports history here, and you guys can't get along. <laughs> but you know what? Pippin wants more respect. <laughs> it reminds me of, of you when that guy Cameron called into the Philadelphia <laughs> radio station. <laughs> Cameron, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like Scotty Pippin must have done, he must have watched that documentary back afterwards and said, Michael. I agreed to do your stupid documentary, and that's how you do me? That's how you're going to show me? See, they did kind of dedicate most of an episode to Scotty is a giant baby. Yeah, Yeah, and I think he he might not have liked that. But also, I cannot believe he did that. They weren't friends before this. Oh, no? No, they've been enemies for for years. and, and And Michael Jordan had like carte blanche to do whatever you want with this documentary like, like he got the thumbs up on the final cut so if he wants to make pippin look bad he definitely did it <laughs> he and certainly like, did it didn't help the friendship that doesn't exist anymore 
It's awful. Those guys should get along for so, the history so of sports. We have a video to play for you, but it, we'll wait. We'll save it for next time. Jesse, no, let's. We'll play the video and do bachelor bios on Wednesday. Are you really going to do this? Because there's there's like twenty four girls. There's twenty four. What? A, Listen, you can blame the Bruce Boudreaux thing on this, okay? So People are going to be upset, but at least make it make it at Jesse. Okay, okay, okay. Twenty four bios All I have right. to read. Do right. we want to read them now? Pull the video and do half an do hour of that. Do, uh, do the okay, video. guys half an hour do the video or this tiktok and there's a leaf game tonight no nah, man we shouldn't do bachelor bios okay half fine. an hour you fine. what you gotta give me and you didn't play give the, it to me play the tiktok everybody you have to blame adam well play no 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 no. play the freaking video blame adam we had we had brudro we had to do brudro so we had to. play the video jesse please this is a guy named sebastian 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 has a tiktok account and and he does like I'm not, I don't even want to explain what he does because it's going to give it away. Okay, so, so there's, there's two videos on the screen. Do they have anything to do with each other? Or is it just one of those videos where there's like a video game playing underneath another video? Oh my god, the, the video game under underneath the video has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Are they, so yeah. you can watch the car driving uh, while you listen to Sebastian's friend talk. So Sebastian, so you're literally oh. yeah. Sebastian has a TikTok account where he posts videos. Um, this is what you do on TikTok. He brings on his friend to chat with him okay. in like a podcast format. Mm -hmm. You know, they they talk about different stuff. They talk about money mostly. Mostly they talk about earning money and like how you should do that and like different avenues you could do to generate income and all that stuff. And this is a video that went viral from his TikTok TikTok account recently. I'm gonna watch the car. If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lamborghini, you should actually sit down and have like a serious discussion with yourself as to why you don't have a Lambo. Yep. Because it's, I realize now that it's so incredibly easy and there's so much money out there and 200 grand relative to what is out there in circulation and what you can grab, especially now with AI tools that you can leverage like never before, 200 grand is Trump change. And yep. people will say I'm out of touch with reality and they can suck it because it's just <laughs> not true. If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't... <laughs> Jesse said this to me on a separate text last night. It was like, we have to play this. We must play this for Steve. <laughs> this isn't difficult. Well, tell me, tell me. What do you mean? There's 40 million TikTok accounts from some fucking guy who looks exactly... He's a white guy. Looks exactly like that. And he's like, yeah, man, if you're, if you don't own a skyscraper by 24, your parents are fuck ups. And like, oh, how hard is it to just say something ridiculously inflammatory? The easiest thing to generate is hate. It's the easiest thing in the world. That's why we value people so much who give us love. Give us that feeling of love. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of hard. It's kind of hard to, to give people that good feeling of love. This? That's, you know how much easier my job would be if I just got on camera every show and just screamed that your team was bullshit? Who are the Leafs playing tonight? Islanders? Yeah. Fuck them. Beauvillier, bum. <laughs> can Bar I Barzal, bum. <laughs> can, I play Sorokin, play more. can I play more of Sebastian okay. no, 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 no. friend? If you... Watch the National Hockey League and can't see how Ilya Sorokin is one of the worst okay. goaltenders in the sport. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's good. 30 million views. That's good shit. 30 million views. It's not difficult to be an asshole. 
Yeah. It's well, not Or a contrarian with or no contrarian. nothing to back it up. Or just By the way, he's like with the AI tools you can leverage. <laughs> name them, a-hole. <laughs> like, also no. <laughs> and like he might so I'm I'm talking about it as like you could just be a con man. Do you believe that he actually believes this? Yeah, maybe. There's plenty of stupid people mm. who just sort of Listen, man, if you have the the right confidence and parents, you can luck into a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Bet the farm this dude's parents Le- are rich. Oh, 100%. So, uh, let me, this is more of Sebastian and his friend. I don't know his friend's name. They don't, like, tag them or say anything they, uh, about who the people are. So, this is Sebastian and his friend talking about uh, more about Sebastian's life. How old are you? 22. And how much did you make last week? Last week was like 100K profit. How much are you going to make this month? Probably half a million, maybe a little more. Profit? Yeah, profit. It's fucked. (laughs) I accept that. I accept that amount of money is fucked. But it's like, it's weird because even at that level, dude, we have so much more in the tank. (laughs) That video is just about how much money you have. He also, he also just. How did you get it? He also just maybe isn't have that money. <laughs> He's also wearing a Lamborghini hat. <laughs> no, that's a Porsche hat. Oh, that's sorry, a Porsche, a Porsche hat. hat. Yeah, whatever. Right, next Some one. dick waving car. Oh, that's the same. Honestly, the fuck. first thing people need to do is they need thing. to accept that they're not on the right path. Like you said, I was pissed when I saw young people that had stuff I didn't have, and I failed to accept that playing video games and doing all the things that I've mentioned a million times is it's not putting you on the right track. It's not real life. And so, first off, you have to accept that you're not on the right track in life. Even we weren't on the right track. You worked at Taco Bell at one point. Hats off to you, but like that wasn't going to get you a Lambo. It was a stepping stone. And so, understanding that where you currently are. And where you're going may not be taking you to that Lambo goal or the big house and stuff. Honestly, the first thing I just told you now that I got the wire, but I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. It's a very like, I feel like it's, you're sitting on a throne on top of the mountain. Like you have power, but you also have like some sort of peace. And it's like a feeling of accomplishment and a feeling of like, like, wow. You're like looking down on like the city and you're like, damn, like that's, that's crazy. Damn, that's man, that's so fucking profound. I just told you now that I got that's so fucking profound. It's like, damn, man. And I was like, fucking wow. This dime a dozen horse shit. Oh my god. Oh, okay, I play more for you. Inspiration yeah. more, porn. More, more, more. Oh, it's the worst. So I got $699,000 deposited into my bank account. Is that the biggest like ACH payment you've ever yeah, gotten? How did, how did it feel to wake up and see it? Inspire all the brokies. So I got $699,000 deposited into my bank account one day early from when I was supposed to get the deposit, which in itself, that shocked me because I did not expect that amount of money to come into my account in an instant that day. I logged in this morning or the morning of, and I looked and I sent the transaction. And as I was sending it, I saw my bank account account balance oh, the and it was going up off the a rent. lot oh. 700 grand plus and then i clicked the transactions and i just see 699 come in and i was like bro what the fuck i fell back asleep for like 10 minutes and then <laughs> i woke back up and logged in again so are you a big designer guy it's or... weird i'm not that. Right. you start to acquire new skills you become more valuable and that... i guess the reason what? i trust no, you that was the first thing of any substance he actually said all right we'll play get new skills Money, getting money is dope. (laughs) You've played five or six videos. I got lots of money, and I was like, "Fuck, that's a lot of money." And then I went to sleep, and I woke up, and that money was still there. And I was like, "God damn, this fucking money!" 
look at all this money. What's it? And it's like, hey, if you're broke, you don't have money. And it's like, I can't relate. So I, like watching the video, if you'll see my face when he said brokies. Oh, yeah. What? Hey, no. Offside. Don't call don't, people brokies. Don't help me like that, man. Come don't, on. Don't be doing that. All right. You start to acquire new skills. You become more valuable, and next thing you know, you're making a thousand bucks a day, then ten k a day, and then you're rich and you know. <laughs> then ten k a day. Oh, fuck! You gotta figure it out. You what? gotta figure it out. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is the path this, to success. This is how you do it. What's you, the key you, skills? You, you learn. You learn to, to code, do laundry, and fuck yourself, and you'll be going from a thousand a day to ten thousand a day to a billion dollars a day. <laughs> And then Elon Musk is cleaning your toilet. What the fuck is this? Oh, Steve, this is the path to success. The Listen. path to success is make a lot of money. No shit! <laughs> Skills, you become more valuable, and next thing you know, you're making a thousand bucks a day, then 10K a day, and then you're rich and, you know, good from there. And then 50K a day. And then you're billionaire He's and, bezos and then you buy dior yes. christian dior hoodies yes and shoes you start to acquire new skills you become more maturity valuable, growing up is is realizing none of those fucking things matter none of those fucking things matter mm -hmm. i hate the idea of like a younger version of me this is what gives me anxiety watching these guys no one our age is going to be like fuck you know what you're right i should make a thousand dollars a day like I, 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 I picture a younger version of me thinking in, that these guys might have a point. It's all, this is just liver king with money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what get the worried. fuck? Yeah. What is the illusion? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. These guys crack the code and they're going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> Just like the last guy, huh? But they're not just like the last guy. They're not saying you, anything. If you snort my fucking vitamins, you're gonna look like a rhinoceros too. No, you're not. He does twelve thousand dollars of steroids a month, and he's still he still got to be famous. Yeah, and he's still famous now. He's yeah. still famous. Like, it's not like he stopped famous. doing the steroids. He's yeah. more famous. I'd never heard of him until he got oh, out. I had. I had. Be like, what's up, animals, or whatever it was, monsters, or whatever he calls it. I guess the reason I trusted you is just because I know 150 or whatever the dollar amount was. It's like in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't going to change my life. Uh, it's just 150 grand. I just spent that on a car, and so that wasn't like a crazy big deal. But also, like I just trusted you, and I know we had made a whole lot more. And so I, I guess, yeah, I could have been super pushy, but I just I don't really believe in that. I would rather work with friends that I what can trust. What is the thesis of this video? Yeah. <laughs> it starts in the middle. And, and goes nowhere. And That's the thing. <laughs> it just spins yo, in a circle. <laughs> yo, uh, here's here's what I can tell you for sure. Here's what I can tell you for sure. People that make that kind of money ain't got time to do a podcast. I <laughs> like I like that. That is that is crazy. Like it, it's, it's, I hate so much that I fell for this bullshit hook, line, and sinker. What do you mean? This is rage porn. Oh yeah, 150 grand wouldn't change my life. That quote is is designed. It is handcrafted to get people. Who can't afford cabbage at the grocery store right now to go, what the fuck are you talking about? 150 grand? Yeah. That would change 99.9% of nope, what? Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? Oh, here we go. Uh, so what? this is this is the ultimate uh 
place to get to is what are they selling? Yes, that's always all, my question. All these people are genuinely not rich. They're selling something else so that they can try and make a buck off of scamming people. Yeah. So what's his thing? So I went to his bio and he sells drop shipping uh, courses. That is the new thing, right? Drop shipping. Yeah. So you set up like a spo- uh, Shopify shop and you drop ship cheap products. Uh, from right. Overseas. But he would make a cut of that, wouldn't he? Oh, what? I, I, no, I think he he sells like the courses so you on can how set to up do it your own. Yeah, that's okay. what he's selling. There are people making money at that. I mean, good for you. But, and, and I'm not saying that this is a scam, but they are when those things happen, they are always selling something for sure. They're both named Sebastian. <laughs> both the guys. That is the least surprising thing you've told me about these two. Sebastian G and Sebastian E. Access course here. Uh, Adam, you how would much know- course cost? Oh, do you, do you got to enter information to find out? I bet you do. I'm not doing that. You would know the answer. I, I typed in uh, scam pants company. I can't find it. What's the name of the, the company that was just a pyramid scheme with pants? With pants? And there was a Netflix documentary. What? And they had the yoga pants that were cheap and they ripped. And it was a pyramid scheme. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 don't, they, I don't know if I've seen that one. Type in pyramid scheme yoga pants. That comes up. Does it? Lulu Rose? Lulu Rose. Lula, Lula Rose. Lula Rose. Million dollar pyramid scheme. I'd never oh, heard of this. Okay. Yeah, I need the Lula Rose documentary uh, of this. This is just Lula Rose for dudes. Yeah. It really is. And listen, I, I don't have any problem with people wanting to get rich. Like, good for you. If you want to better your life. And yeah. If, if you would prefer to take money off the table as one of your worries. Um, cool. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just sometimes these, the, the podcasts that, that are happening and I can understand why people make so much fun of podcasts. Like every a-hole has a podcast and, <laughs> and it's so like right now the way to grab people, and this is what they teach you in radio too, is grab them with a hook headline. The hook headline in that original video is what, what does he say that gets you going? Just uh, get money. I'm Sebastian. What was the original thing? I don't know. If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lambo, <laughs> you need to sit down and have a think. Just punch yourself. Basically. Your, punch yourself like, think, that is if a you're good your and you right? don't, and If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lamborghini, you should actually sit down and have like a serious discussion with yourself as to why you don't have a Lambo. <laughs> yep, because... If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lambo, you should sit down and have a serious discussion with yourself as to why you don't have a Lambo. Somebody, he said, here's a tweet from him. <laughs> Stop being so lazy and watch the rest of my content and learn something. I know 18-year-olds that came from poor families that make 200K a month. You can laugh all you want, but you're the one pissing your life away. They do anything they want. You don't. Who's the loser? And then somebody responded, maybe don't post 30-second clips that make you sound like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is Sebastian on Twitter? Yeah, Sebastian. I can't remember. I don't, know what, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it G or Sebastian a? G. Yeah, okay. I don't know, man. Like, shaming people for not making as much... Whatever, go be rich, but like... Shaming people for not making as much money as you. It's like, not even the making the money. It's the spending it on a Lambo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a Lambo. Specifically. Specific, <laughs> fuck, fuck your Ferraris. Fuck your McLarens. Bentleys. Go to hell. Lambo at 24. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I, even, don't even get me started on Mercedes. I am moving to an uh, like, like a cabin in the wilderness. You know what? I'm never letting Leo watch a video. Can you do? Ever. Can you do another NHL one? 
This is even putting this on TikTok. I shot these I out and do not explain them. I yeah, like the, your camera, your camera, your okay, camera. No, like, no context deep here. Go ahead. Okay. This is perfect. Do it. This is perfect because Can't they wait. play them on Wednesday. Do not contextualize it with I'm fucking with people. Oh, do no, not. No. no, let's see how it does. No, let's see. This, yeah. For, this is an experiment. For everybody inside the joke, we're going to post this on TikTok today. When I post the show today, I'm going to post this isolated clip. We're going to see how well it does in comparison to our other stuff. And put stupid fucking elevator, like, uh, like yeah. low, low yeah. five. Yeah. Do you want me to do the video game yeah. underneath? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Do it. I'm putting a GTA video yes. underneath it. Yes. At SDPN Sports on TikTok. And, and Jesse, like, cut it up. Jesse, make sure that the font is like green or something. Yeah, too. no, I can do this uh this oh, captioning. I love it. Okay. <laughs> but and every now and then when I make uh like a point, one of you interjects something like, yeah. And and like and and be like, real. Real. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll, I'm gonna get your reactions after okay. so I can splice them in. Okay, so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Don't I worry was about, about to it. look into the camera, but that's not how you do it. No, no, no. You gotta be talking to Adam. Yeah. Okay. But it's got to be like sitting. half of your look, face. Look how, we, look how this asshole is sitting. <laughs> Do you have an expensive watch you can put on? Nope. A fake version? No, because real billionaires don't need to flaunt their wealth. Okay, so tell me. Give me a hockey take. Give me a hockey okay, take. Okay, okay. And I'll say my yaz later. I'll do my yaz later. Yeah. No, no. You got you to sit up a little. Sit up. Sit up. Get it. for the You're camera. not on the camera. Yeah, yeah, just fine, get. No. Just, it's, it's fine. Lots of people sit up for their mic. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Go ahead. Igor Sesterkin is one of the worst goaltenders in the NHL. He's one of the most underrated goaltenders in the NHL. The Rangers are exciting. They're electric. And game after game, they prop this guy up. Anybody could be a great goalie for the Rangers. Anybody. He's just taken over for Henrik Lundqvist. Igor Sesterkin getting the Vesna was the worst trophy awarding ever in the history of hockey. Now you did. Call, you did now, call him underrated in that. Yeah, I'll edit. I'll clean it up. Yeah, you clean it up. Yeah, I'll clean it up. You said he's the most overrated. Oh, I meant yeah, to yeah. say overrated. Why don't you so, say it right now? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll clean that up. That's a, that's a good edit. So you'll clean it up now. Here, like we'll take some B-roll. Just be like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Okay, Adam, and, your camera here. Yeah. Okay. Here, okay. but I'm looking at Steve. Yeah. Yeah. You, you okay, can't okay. be looking at the camera. Okay. They don't do that. Yeah. And 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 it's all about affirmation. It's constant affirmation. So just be like, because nobody disagrees. No. Nobody disagrees with each other. Why do they? So, so there's hype. nobody in the room. All no. you got to do is hype up my bullshit. Be yeah. like, that's so true. Are all the producers behind the scenes like, yeah, uh huh, yeah. yeah, that's so true. Okay, okay. Just, okay. And, and here, wait, let me stoop, <laughs> let me stoop it up your hair. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. There we go. Okay. Okay. No, that's it's too much of a bit. Okay. We need oh, we need no, this to pass. You know what? It right. has to pass. Okay, that's okay. why the sitting back thing didn't work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anytime. Yeah. Well. No, too long. Too oh, long and too skeptical. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, just, okay. Just you, uh, give me an, an affirmative. Okay. That's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right? Seriously. And, and, and you be nod guy. No, oh. it's all good. No, no, no. no, no you're not going to get involved. Oh, yeah, 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 can yeah, can okay, I add I'll, one I'll, more, more line, Jesse? Yeah, can yeah. I add one more line? Sure, sure. Okay. And another thing, if Madison Square Garden was truly a great sports complex, it would only need one floor. <laughs> That's too smart. I'm not putting that No, in. it's too funny. It's too smart. Yeah, it's too funny? No. All right. It's got to be brain dead. It's got to be stupid. All right, so Jesse, you got to get one, one cameo. And, and you know what I fucked up? You know what I fucked up that I didn't do that all these guys do? Yeah. Is I was saying it like angry. 
No, you got to be like smiling like a complete shithead. <laughs> yeah. No, not always. Not always. That's yeah. just those guys. There's That's a ton true. of like real estate podcasts that are mad. Why, why are you so mad about the real estate, <laughs> guys? No, they have two brands. There's the aloof shithead and the fake stoic. Right. Mm. So oh. fake stoic's annoying. Oh, fake stoic. Oh, what I'm saying so deep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, okay. I get that there's a handful of people in the world who can talk like that with that kind of confidence, but you realize no matter how much you watch this person's content, you're going to remain a fucking idiot, right? Like, <laughs> you know that, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I w- I'm curious. You know what? We should try this, like, a few times a week and, like, just try to, try to like, just do a TikTok experiment <laughs> and see what kind of shit we can throw out in the hockey world and just piss people off. Let's see how the first one does. And if we... Uh, no, we can... Then we can make we it get better. Atta- if we Elliot get Friedman has never broken a trade. <laughs> Like it's just, oh, that's good. I like that. Anyway, listen. So, Bachelor Bios for sure Wednesday. If you leave me time in the show. All right. Wednesday. Dryden Hunt cleared waivers. Good. To be fair, we did 20 minutes on this. So Yeah. See, I told but you. We I, I need 30. I need 30 okay. for the bios. I'm, I'm making 30 minute. It's going to be in there. Thank and I'm you. glad we did a long show today because we needed one. And I I'm, I'm loved this. And we'll try our TikTok experiment and see how it goes. All right. Okay? So, the word of advice for everybody out there. This, this is what you need to take away from today. If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lamborghini, you should actually sit down and have like a serious discussion with yourself as to why you don't have a Lambo. Yep. Because it's, I realize now that it's so incredibly easy and there's so much money out there and 200 grand relative to what is out there in circulation and what you can grab, Real. especially now with AI tools that you can leverage like never before, 200 grand so is Trump change. And yep. people will say, I'm out of touch with reality and they can suck it because <laughs> it's just not true. See how if he pre-argues? Yeah. He pre-argues. So, okay, aloof dumbass release releases an aloof dumbass video, and then people go, well, legitimate criticism, and then his army of aloof dumbasses, who he has convinced are smart and very aren't, just bombard you with clown and crying laughing emojis. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate it. What have we done to the planet? We're all going to die. His comparison of, like, <laughs> $200,000 to the amount of money in circulation? Like if, yeah, if, that's if, an if objectively that's a, easy that's opinion. Bar to compare everything. By the time you're 29, you should have <laughs> around 80 trillion dollars yeah. and own parts of Europe. You should own PSG at this you, point. You <laughs> haven't bought the Empire State Building. Do you know how much money there is in circulation? You should be able to get a small percentage of the of the entire amount of money in circulation and buy the Empire State Building. Adam, you said you said own PSG. Like Pierre, uh, uh, what was it? Paris Saint Germain. Pa- pa- Paris Saint Germain. You're thinking small. <laughs> you need to buy the league. You need to buy the sport as well. You need to buy soccer. <laughs> buy the Empire State Building. What's with that beta cuck mentality? You need to buy all of New York State. It's true. It's true. I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Never, never get Woo! Leo a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, man, it's gonna be playing the extra. There it is. All right, all right, all right. Well, listen, we uh, we love you. I'm exhausted, and you know, I could see how somebody watching that who's got fragile confidence would be like, "Oh my god, I don't have a Lambo." Like seriously. Well, and you know what's gonna help you the most? Clicking like and subscribe on my bullshit. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Get a sports book. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.